Is this chicken what I have or is this fish? What are you? An idiot sandwich. Idiot sandwich what? An idiot sandwich, Chef Ramsay. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? Congratulations, you're a meathead, son. But you know what? Don't ever put your hands on my underwear. This is Where's the yeah, I mean, you really don't want to make friends around here, do you? I... I didn't come here for that. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Snap Back to Reality, the podcast dedicated to the trash TV we grew up with and love to hate. I'm your host, Riley Innes, and this is episode 72. And joining me for this episode, I have another very special guest. This is Justine from Did I Make That Up, the podcast. Hi. Hi, Hi Riley. <laughs> Thanks so much for being on my podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to talk about this episode. Oh, I can't oh, wait. Oh, my God. <laughs> me too. So a few, I guess, weeks, months, I don't even know how long it's been because time is not real. <laughs> <laughs> a few weeks ago I was on your podcast and finally got to discuss Jersey Shore and the infamous notes so thank you for giving me that opportunity anytime anytime <laughs> so of course I had to have you on um, but tell tell everyone a little bit about your podcast if they haven't heard of it so my podcast is called did I make that up and it is similar to this I just talk about any kind of like reality show I feel like it right now I'm covering the entire Jersey Shore run through. I'm almost done season two and I'm having a lot of fun guests on. Uh, Riley was a guest and we had a lot of fun. So check it out if that interests you. Yeah. So of course we had to have a crossover with our reality TV worlds. Um, so like we said, we're super excited to talk about today's episode because finally, I feel like it's, I mean, it's been two years in the making, finally talking about Teen Mom OG. So I never watched Teen Mom OG. I only watched Teen Mom 2 back when it was airing, but it's I'm like in a weird place because I listen to all of the Teen Mom pop. Well, I listen to the two that I don't listen to Teen Mom trash talk, but I listen to, of course, Amanda's and Liz's. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like I'm very like plugged in with everyone. So it's kind of weird to go back and watch the early seasons and see where it all started. It's it's so insane to go back. So I'm the opposite. So I have watched Teen Mom from the beginning all of it 16 and pregnant I have not got out of it at all I've just been on this roller coaster ride and I haven't really revisited the these earlier episodes in a long time so to go back and watch it and you know before they made their money and got famous and everything mm -hmm. it is absolutely insane so what was it like to watch it as it was airing what did you think of it you know what were your thoughts like when it was first coming on um, it was insane. Um, a girlfriend of mine and I, every single Monday or Tuesday, whenever they aired it, we would get together and we would get all excited. And, um, you know, we thought that Caitlin was hilarious. We, <laughs> we were blown away by every single Amber scene ever. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how they allowed Amber to be on TV for this long. <laughs> It's kind of crazy. I mean, we'll obviously get to it at the end with the Where Are They Nows, but, like, to this day. <laughs> she she was actually more of the victim in this episode. I know, I know. It's like if I had, because, you know, I have to know what's going on. I know, like, what is happening in Amber's world. But then going back and watching this episode, if I had only seen this episode, I absolutely would have been on her side and never would have thought that she could be, like, the aggressor or the abuser in a situation. Well, she could definitely be maybe an aggressor, but not, like, abusive. Yeah, yeah. 
All right, um, so let's get into the background of the show just a little bit. So the first four seasons ran from December 2009 to October 2012, and then it picked back up in March 2015, and it's been on the air ever since then. And it was renamed, it was originally Teen Mom, and then of course there was Teen Mom 2 and Teen Mom 3. Um, so when it came back on, it was Teen Mom OG. What are your thoughts on the name change? Um... I don't know. I think it's fine. It's been so long. I'm just kind of used to it. They say the OG <laughs> is for original girls, so they don't confuse them with the Teen Mom 2 girls. So, I'm, yes, it's and, fine. And then, and they say it's original girls, and then they go and they just add anyone that they care to, like Bristol Palin. I know, Cheyenne <laughs> from uh, Are You the One in the Challenge, who was not even a teen mom. Yeah, exactly. She had her child when she was, like, in her early 20s, right? Yeah. Okay, so it's just, like, so weird. Um, so originally it was focused on four of the moms who were from 16 and Pregnant Season 1. Um, yeah, and like I said, now they'll just throw anyone anyone on there. Mm-hmm. And so there was a Teen Mom 2, of course, Teen Mom 3. Now there's Teen Mom Young and Pregnant. Uh, there was Teen Mom Young Moms Club, I found when I was looking at the Wikipedia page. But apparently this was Pretty Little Mamas for season one. And then for season two, it was under the Teen Mom family. Yeah, they changed it for season two to Teen Mom because they thought that the ratings would pick up a little bit because it got really bad ratings and it just didn't. Did you watch that at all? I, I attempted to watch it. I watched <laughs> the first like two or three episodes and I just couldn't get into it. I think there were only four episodes that aired in season one, I think because it like had such horrible ratings. <laughs> and it's really bad if I can't get into a show because I watch <laughs> like Floribama Shore, I watch Siesta Key, like I watch everything. So All of this trashy is reality TV. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then internationally, there's also Teen Mom UK, which I guess they called Teen Mum. Yeah. Uh, Teen Mom Australia, Teen Mom Poland. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure if there were any others. Ooh, I didn't know there was uh, the Polish one. I know. I'm really interested to see what Teen Mom Poland is all about because I know Poland is like a very Catholic country. Mm -hmm. um, so just like seeing what that culture is like to have to be a teen mom in the in the area. I don't know. <laughs> um, that was basically it for background. Is there any other background that you know of for Teen Mom OG that you think is like relevant for us to talk about before we get into it? Well, there was the Teen Mom New Jersey that just got oh, yeah. scrapped that... Liz always talks about it on her mm -hmm. podcast because she's always like, I want to watch it. And that's how I feel, Release too. Teen like, Mom New Jersey, you yeah. cowards. Yeah, I don't know why they scrapped it, what happened with that. So, yeah, there's there's that. It's interesting that they would like like they would take on Pretty Little Mamas, which has like horrible ratings and is obviously not doing well. But they wouldn't release a show that they've already just shot in full that they could just do. I think one of the girls on that show was maybe related to um, a producer on it. Mm. Like Siesta Key, for example, mm -hmm. um, one of the main guys on that show who actually just got fired this past season. But one of the main guys, his dad is an executive producer on the show and actually oh. like came to MTV with the idea for the show. And that's like how it started. So maybe it was something like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That makes sense. But still like you just have the content and obviously you're not picky about what you release like how bad could it be I know I know <laughs> all right well if there's not anything else let's get into the episode so we're going to talk about Teen Mom back when it was just called Teen Mom season two episode seven I believe this is called Senior Prom mm -hmm. 
<laughs> so tell me a little bit about why you chose this one. Well, you and I were kind of going back and forth a little bit doing like a newer one when it kind of came back on the air and the fourth wall was broken or doing a really, really old one. So I was just kind of going through the episodes and um, well, the reason why I chose it was mainly because of Caitlin's segment, the Mm -hmm. absolute awfulness of April. And this scene with them has been coming up on my TikTok a lot. And they're like, oh, my God, her mom was actually insane. And so I just felt like we needed to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. I haven't seen any of the teen mom TikToks, which is so funny because I'm like, does the algorithm not know I have a reality TV podcast? You'll you'll get it now. Trust me. Since (laughs) we're talking, if your phone's anywhere near you. (laughs) Right. I just like threw it like five feet away, but it probably can still hear me. All right, so we are talking about season two. I did not watch all of season two like I normally like to do when I discuss episodes that have like a season that's relevant um, because I had to buy it. I looked everywhere for it. They're, they don't have Teen Mom for free anywhere. Um, and I, w- I was willing to buy the one episode, but I was not going to give like Jeff Bezos like $20 for me to get an entire season of Teen Mom. Yeah. So I only have this episode from the context, so you'll have to fill me in on, like, what I'm missing from the rest of the season. But I feel like between all of the episode recaps I've heard from, like, Liz and Amanda, plus knowing what they're up to now, I think I have a good idea of what's going on in their lives. Yeah, you'll you'll be pretty sad. <laughs> all right, so on the previously on, um, it basically just sets up that Farah is not speaking with her mom. So this is post-Deb hitting her, right, and getting arrested? Yes, Okay, so that wouldn't that happen? Was that in season two or was that at the end of season one? So that happened in between the filming of season one and season oh. two. So so it was off camera. Yeah, unfortunately. Oh. So I think we hear the nine one one call at in the first episode of season two, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Okay. Um, and then Amber, she has to take her GED, and it's. In the, ep- in the previously on, it makes it seem like she failed her GED, but I guess it was just the practice test. I was dying. She's like, I I know how to do this. I just don't remember. <laughs> like, so you don't know how to do like, it. I failed everything. I think she got her GED when she went to prison, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken. I think she did, too. I mean, you know, there's, there's a lot of time to get things done. Yeah. Um, and then in Caitlin's life, uh, Butch went to rehab and April is being a bitch about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it, I guess. Um, and then Macy's decided to move to Nashville, despite the fact that she shares custody with her baby daddy who lives 120 miles away. Yep. Yep. Uh, Macy's storyline is just like crazy. So this is what I want to know. I mean, I guess we'll get there when we get to Macy, but having just said it, when you watched it originally, were you on Macy's side being like, this is totally reasonable for her to move like two hours away? Or were people always like, this is kind of crazy? I think that my girlfriend and I that I watched it with, I don't think we liked Macy. Okay. I know that she was like known as like America's sweetheart, but I, yeah, it's just like she's kind of just bland. You know, she's not really super interesting to me. Yeah, I remember that. We kind of liked her on and off. Like, there were certain things that we liked about her. You know, Ryan is obviously an asshole. Like, no, mm-hmm. nobody is Team Ryan. Um, but there were certain things. And then even... Um, we also hated her in the episode when she goes to Florida with Ryan's family when she, like, crashes his family vacation. Do you remember that? 
No. Because Ryan brings his new girlfriend, and she's like, this girl doesn't stand a chance. And she, like, crashes Ryan's family vacation with his girlfriend and brings, like, ten of her friends to, like, meet this girl and intimidate her. Oh, my God. Macy's a mean girl. She definitely has mean girl tendencies, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely see her. I mean, just because I also am, as someone who grew up in the Southeast, like, she's from Tennessee, I'm from South Carolina, so, you know, not exactly the same, but a very similar kind of culture. I can definitely see the type of girl who was, like, you know, the nice little, like, kind of country girl, kind of Christian churchy girl, but also was, like, a bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's the vibes I get from Macy. All right, so I just did this in order of how they appeared with their segments, so starting with Amber, and then we can just, you know, go through and talk about Amber, and then one after the other. Sound good? Perfect, because that's exactly how I did it, too. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Awesome. So we start with her voiceover saying that she's been feeling down ever since she failed her GED practice test, so that's when I had to scroll back up in my notes and, like, erase GED and write in practice test. (laughs) Um, But today's her birthday, so she's wanting, she's hoping she'll feel better. So... This first scene, they really get you in the first half, huh? Because we start with Amber just chilling in bed and Gary's cooking Wait, breakfast. on the bed or on the mattress on the floor? <laughs> <laughs> okay, chilling on the mattress Amber on the always floor. has the mattress on the floor for the first, like, four seasons. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and if you're lucky, you'll get it with sheets on it. Most of the time, she doesn't even have sheets on it. It's just a blank mattress. <laughs> So, I mean, in Amber's defense, not that Amber really needs defense, there was a period of time where I was a mattress on a mattress on a box spring on the floor mm-hmm. for like two years because my bed frame broke and I knew that I was going to be moving eventually and I didn't want to move a new bed frame into my house before I was going to move out of it. So I've only been like in my new, I've had a bed for like the last year and a half, but I was a mattress on the floor gal for a little bit before that. <laughs> But you're not on a reality show with millions of people judging you. I think if cameras were coming into my bedroom, I'd probably, like, straighten the fuck up. (laughs) I would hope so. Oh, my God. Amber. So she gets a call from her friend. She uh, wishes her a happy 18th birthday. Um, and they're talking about the plans for tonight. And so Gary comes in, and it's so cute to see, like, the little babies, because I haven't ever seen, like, the teen mom OG baby babies. So little baby Leah is so adorable. Mm-hmm. Now these kids are like 11 years old. It's insane. They're like it's full crazy. people now. They're like, yeah, they're actual humans. Yeah. Especially Leah because she's like has the emotional intelligence of like a 25 year old. I know. It's insane that the show is like still going and like, you know that they've all like gone back and watched this. You I know. know. I know. I really, I mean, it's probably we're like three years away from the kids getting on YouTube and start doing reaction videos to Teen Mom. Oh my god, I never even thought of that. My thing is always like, which kids are going to write tell-all books? Oh yeah, I mean that too, but I feel like the YouTube videos will come first, and then once they get into the tw- like their 20s and 30s, that's when the, the memoirs, the juicy shit will start coming. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> So Gary has made Amber breakfast. It's hot chocolate. It's pancakes. He cut up some apples for her. Like, this is a very nice birthday breakfast in bed. Mm-hmm. And so he asks her what the plans are for tonight. She tells him that she wants to go dancing with some chicas. And he immediately is like, well, I'll watch Leah so you can go dance your ass off. I don't mind. I'll watch the baby. Like, totally fine with it. Mm-hmm. 
And so then, like, you know, Amber tries to kiss him, and he, like, pushes her away, and he's, like, joking. He's, like, oh, you can't handle these lips. They're too powerful. <laughs> Which is, like, gross and stupid, but also, like, okay, he seems kind of funny and chill. Oh, he's so disgusting. <laughs> I can't even. <laughs> And then the next scene is Gary with uh, Leah at a little gift shop looking for a present for Amber. So, you know, it's like, okay, he's trying to get her something. And then we see the first little bits of the cracks starting to show when he goes up to the, like, the woman at the counter and he's like, what can I get for $10? It reminded me of Amber's 16 and Pregnant episode when he gets the $20 <laughs> engagement ring from Walmart. Yes, he's, like, he's a man who goes in with a budget and he will not break his budget. Yeah, and then in that episode, too, he buys her the $20 ring, and then he buys a brand new $500 Xbox, like, right oh my after. God. <laughs> I hate men. I know. Um, so Gary takes the flowers back to Amber. She's just, like, chilling on the couch, and this is the start, I guess, of Amber either in bed or on the couch. And can I just say, she looks so orange in this episode. <laughs> she looks so different from what she looks like now. It is really strange. Yeah. She has, she's gone through a lot of looks, though. I feel like she's kind of a shapeshifter. Like, her face even looks, like, significantly different. Oh, yeah. Well, she was using, like, hardcore drugs at this point. And, like, at the time, I don't think, like, us as viewers realize that. But looking back now, it's so obvious. So she was actually using at this point? Yeah. Um, before she went to prison, she said that we had not seen her sober once on TV. She said she was high during the entire filming of the show. So, Damn. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Well, she's chilling on the couch. Um, so Gary, like, walks in holding the flower arrangement. And she's just like, oh, very sweet. She doesn't know it was only $10. <laughs> Um, they got her a little teddy bear too, which was, of course was like the smallest teddy bear in the store. <laughs> it was like a beanie baby. <laughs> it's like this exactly. big. <laughs> um, and then Gary, uh, or she says on the voiceover, you know, Gary's being really sweet on my birthday. I'm so glad he volunteered to watch Leah so I can go out. <laughs> oh God. So then we get a scene where, um, Gary's out running errands or whatever, and Amber is getting ready to go out. So the infamous cousin Crystal, I finally get a glimpse of her. Hell yes. Uh, and her, another friend comes over. So <laughs> this, then we get another voiceover where she says that she's surprised that Gary volunteered to watch Leah because usually he gets jealous when she goes out without him. Yes. And did you notice that her and cousin Crystal kissed on the lips? No, I can miss that. My head is probably down. They did like a full right on the lip kiss. And it reminded me of um, when she got out of prison and Matt threw her the surprise birthday party and he invited her cellmate. Did you see that episode from OG? No, I don't I haven't seen that one. I need to. Yeah, oh so God. Matt, like the infamous Matt Bayer, throws her a surprise birthday party, invites her cellmate from prison, and when she come when her and Amber see each other, they like run up to each other and like kiss on the lips for like thirty seconds straight. She's like, Oh my god, I would not have gotten through that time if it weren't for you. I'm like, wow, way to like tell all of America I what know, just I happened. Really <laughs> feel like there was some orange is the new black moments up in there. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> so then we cut over to Gary's car. Okay. Where he's driving with Jordan. Jordan. This bitch, who the fuck 
is Jordan? Who does he think he is? Is he like in any other episode in the series or does he just show up in this one single episode to like cause a fight and then like dip out? I remember him from another episode, but he's he's not really in the show. He's not like a reoccurring person. <laughs> He's no Cousin Crystal. No, he's no Cousin Crystal. Exactly. Okay, yeah. So who does he think he is? I know. Imagine your boyfriend was hanging out with somebody like this. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Oh, I like, mm. okay, so let's get into it. So Gary's like, oh, I'm going to give Amber a call. And Jordan's like, oh, well, she's not going to answer. <laughs> You're going to call her and she won't answer you. And then he's like, well, why aren't you hanging out with your wife on her birthday? Ugh. So Gary's like, okay, well, you know, I'm going to watch Leah so Amber can go out with her friends. And Jordan's like, well, you're being a little bitch about that. You're being a bitch, bro. <laughs> like, because the man is going to watch his own child? I know. Tell her that you want to go, too. She can find a babysitter. I know. Such an asshole. Ugh. So, yeah, he's like, yeah, just tell her, fuck you, I'm going to go. So we're back at Amber's house. Her phone rings. She picks up. We get Gary on the line. Asking her, oh, well, what time are you leaving for the party? And then where are you going? So at first he seems just, like, casual, just getting the deets. And so she's like, oh, we're going to Moe's. You know, it's a club. And it sounds a little bit like she doesn't want to tell him that it's a club, probably because he acts like this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's because immediately he's like, well, what kind of place is this? How old do you have to be to get in? Yeah. So then, you know, with that energy being thrown at her, Amber immediately gets defensive. But Amber is also a person who doesn't know how to communicate effectively so she immediately like just starts you know talking with like an attitude and like raising her voice and then Gary gets defensive at that and tells her to stop being crappy and so it's just like a whole spiral of toxicity I hate it (laughs) I'm just asking so quit getting crabby (laughs) and so she hangs up on him because she doesn't want to get yelled at and then Gary gets like extra mad at the fact that she hung up on him like oh my god like that really seems to like blow him up meanwhile his friend jordan is just having the time of his life in the front seat like laughing his ass off watching it i know he has like a shit-eating grin this entire time (laughs) so gary calls back he's really upset and amber's like well it was an accident and he's like it wasn't an accident i'm not fucking stupid and you know it (laughs) which i kind of did love that because it was he, was, he, like, immediately, he was like, cut the bullshit, Amber, and she cut the bullshit. <laughs> so she's like, well, why are you fighting with why me? Why are you fighting with me, Gary? <laughs> <laughs> and so he's like, well, why did you hang up? She's like, it doesn't matter because you're being shitty. <laughs> so now Gary's like, well, you know what? I was going to go do something, but now I'm not going to go do it. <laughs> and she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because that literally made no fucking sense. I know. He's like, well, I got you a special cake made, but now I'm not going to go pay for it. Oh, my God. And so then we see Amber just ask. I guess there was probably, like, a cut with the editing. And she's like, okay, pretty nicely. She's like, can you please just come and get Leah so I can leave? So then he says no, that he's not going to come home until Amber and her friends are gone. And she's like, I can't leave because I have a baby. Mm -hmm. He tells her to go get a babysitter. And then Gary hangs up on her. And Jordan's cackling, and Jordan's like, oh, well, have you already paid for the cake? And Gary's like, nah, and he's like, oh, let's go get a beer. Such a douchebag. He's such an asshole. And so then at back at Amber's house, she just complains to her friends about how she can't go out now because she has to find a babysitter. 
Um, so then we get a comment. I did want to point this out where one of her friends, I don't know if it was Crystal or the other friend, was like, it's his kid too. He can take care of her, which is like, you know, it's ironic now. I know it is ironic now. And then the other thing the friend says, which I thought was really funny, she's like, you know what? I always thought it was the other way around, but now I realize it is Gary. And then Crystal's like, you see why Amber's a bitch? I told you. (laughs) I wrote that part down too. Yeah. So Gary, I guess it's like a little bit later. um, Amber gets a text from Gary saying that the only way she can go out is if he goes too. And she's like, you know, she sounds really offended. She's like, it's my night with the girl. Yeah, because, you know, her friends want fucking Gary tagging along at the nightclub. <laughs> fucking club. Um, so the Gary under 21 her. club, by the way. <laughs> uh, do you think it was really an under 21 club or did Amber just have a fake ID? Ooh, I didn't even think of that. I don't know. I, at the end, we do get, like, a little shot in the little montage where she's at a club, and I don't know if MTV would have filmed in in 21 and Up Club if, you know, she wasn't supposed to be there. But also, I know from my episode on uh, 16, no, my super sweet 16, mm-hmm. took me a second to get there, that, like, the MTV producers really don't give a fuck when teens are drinking in, in clubs, so... Yeah, I don't think they would have cared. Look at all the other shit that they've filmed and put on TV. Yeah, so, yeah, it's probably just, like, wherever they could get permission to film is what club she went to. Yeah. Um, So she answers the phone when Gary calls, and he's like, go to your room and take me off speakerphone. (laughs) Which is, like, hilarious because, like, she was in the living room surrounded by people on speakerphone. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and that's when Autumn and Crystal have the exchange of, like, oh, now I see why she's such a bitch. Uh, so Amber goes into her room. She's asking him why he's punishing her. Um, and then, you know, Gary says again that if she wants to go out, she has to invite him. And he's like, spend some time with your fucking fiance. Like, they don't live together. <laughs> I know, eh? Like, they're not up each other's asses seven days a week. Um, and so Amber says something about, like, you just want to do this because you're afraid someone's going to do something while, while I'm out. And he's like, no, this isn't about a guy. And so then she's just like, okay, you can come and get your shit out of my house. You're done. Mm-hmm. So they hang up. And Gary starts doing this, like, casual whistle. I know. He's like, do-do-do-do-do. And Jordan's like, Jordan's like, well, uh, you can live at my house. <laughs> yeah, he better fucking go live at your house because you're the one who, like, just lost him a home. I know. Uh, and then also he's like, well, I'm really happy right now. Yeah, he's like, I'm happy, but whatever. You're a little bitch. You're just going to get back together with her anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he says you're going to cower like a little bitch so and watch Leah so she can go out with her friends. Oh, my God. Like, how does this man think that relationships work? <laughs> I know. So then we get a little uh, Chiron that says it's 40 minutes later. It reminded me of the SpongeBob SquarePants thing, like 40 <laughs> yes. minutes later. <laughs> yes. Uh, Gary pulls up. Um, with his fancy cake that I guess he went and bought. With a giant sheet cake. It was like a <laughs> massive cake. It better have been like some quality cake. Uh, so he gives Amber a hug and he's like, well, I'm sorry. I apologize for screwing up your night. I don't want to be broken up. I love you. Like, fuck you. Did you notice when she was blowing out the candles? I was dying. What, that they were trick candles? Yeah, she's or... like, she's trying to blow them, but she's like, they're trick candles. I'm like, trick candles? The fuck? But it's just like, I She was know, definitely very, high. Very pre-COVID times, just blowing all over a cake. 
Uh, I know. Um, so Gary, or so so she thinks thanks Gary for coming back and watching Leah, and she goes out to have her birthday party. Mm-hmm. So that was um, stressful to watch. <laughs> All right. So the next one is Farah. Mm-hmm. All right. So we start off with Farah's voiceover saying that being a single mom with no help from her family means that she's always taking care of Sophia. So we see, like, a little scene of her taking Sophia to get, like, a shot, and Sophia's crying. I know. Sophia gets her COVID-19 vaccine in uh, 2009, <laughs> whatever year this was. Yes, ahead of the times. <laughs> um, and then she says she has to go meet with a county prosecutor. So she she walks in, and she tells the secretary or whatever that she has to see John Jacob Meyer. And I literally had to pause the first time and be like, John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt, just to make sure that this wasn't the same name. (laughs) Um, And then, like, after she says that, immediately the next shot that we see is, like, his diploma or whatever that has his name. So, like, MTV can be like, yes, it's actually his name. (laughs) Uh, So, John, that's what we'll call him, um, says that he's gotten a letter from Farah's mom's lawyer that says basically she's finished her counseling, she's paid her fine, she's done her community service, like she's paid her time in the eyes of the law, I guess. Um, Farah says, how did she have, how long did she have counseling for? And she, and she says, because I find it ironic that her counselor says it's all good now. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was like, that's very much not the use of irony, but you know. Well, do what you need to do. this is actually when Farah like somewhat made sense when she talked. I know. I was like noticing that. I wrote that a little bit later on. And I was like, okay, she's not very articulate, but she at least like knows what she's saying and is like trying to make a point, and you can understand the point that she's making. Yeah, not anymore though. No, it's it's a crazy transformation. Even her face, like this was Farah's first face of many. I know she's so cute she was so gorgeous and now she's like scary looking i know it's sad too because like farah i mean she's like got a little bit you know sometimes it's like a little bit awkward it's still that like kind of baby face like you can still she has like chubby cheeks a little bit and that sort of thing but it's like very cute and it's just like the type of face that you could tell like once she got into her 20s and she lost all that baby fat like she was going to be dropped at gorgeous yeah and now it's just like this awkward horrible like plastic surgery mask that she has i know she's so scary looking like she honestly looks like a 50 year old that's trying to look 30 do you know what frenchie morgan looks like right now oh my god i haven't seen her in so long it's rough it's not i mean farah's not quite at frenchie's level yet but it's like farah could definitely get to frenchie's level in a couple of years you mean like the girl from rock of love right yes yes. and she's also like a huge trump supporter she loves trump and yes she is french (laughs) it's weird um she was on teen mom her and farah frenchie her and farah are friends what yeah she was in like two episodes with farah like eating with her in like season six or seven maybe oh my god oh my god (laughs) she's she's definitely a lot older than farah though Mm -hmm. yeah for sure um yeah because she was like in her 20s oh my god the first the first picture that comes up of her is her in a bikini that says trump 2020 yep that's that's what she does oh so now I see where Farah got her like plastic surgery inspiration from. If they were friends, oh, uh, she. 
<sighs> yeah. She's fine. It's not good. I don't know. For me, Farah is like the worst of the worst. Just because like, like I said, I've been watching her for so long. I'm the same age as her. And I just mm-hmm. like slowly watched her progress into like whatever the fuck she is now. Like she's. Yeah. Whew. I just like happened to follow Frenchie on Instagram. I like followed her when I was watching Rock of Love last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, whoo boy, she is whoo crazy. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Uh, where were we? So there, uh, she's with John Jacob Meyer, Jingleheimer Schmidt. Um, Deb has finished her counseling, and he basically says that you know you guys are both stubborn. You are both have a lot of issues, but you should really mend your relationship just because for Sophia's sake, if anything. Mm-hmm. Um. So then the next scene is uh, Farah telling us that taking care of Sophia is exhausting. So whenever I can get any help from a friend, I take it. So it's Farah and this friend Christina cleaning her apartment. So I know that Farah is like kind of known for just like having friends in the episode, and then like they just disappear. So what's the deal with this girl? This Christina? this girl was on at least a season and a half. I feel like so. Okay. Like so you said, legit. she she did she did leave, but I think she hurt. Her and Farrah were quote unquote friends mm-hmm. for a good chunk of time, at least a season. Okay, good. I mean, and this is in season two. Like, it's still early Farrah when she's like a human being. So I like believe that she has actual friendships back then. Yeah. Um. So I just like, wanted to know if she was legit or just like some random lady that like they pulled in to help her clean her apartment. <laughs> I mean, MTV could could have very well have hired her. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past me, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so they talk a little bit about how cute Sophia is, and she's a little cutie. She grows up to be kind of a weird kid, but she's, she's cute here. Just a little. <laughs> that um, girl, man, like, her tell-all book is what I'm excited for. Yeah, that's going to be, that's going to be a whole thing. Um, Sophia, by the way, makes cameos. Oh, yeah, yeah. So if anyone wants a cameo from uh, Baby Goo. How much does it cost to get a Baby Goo cameo? Oh, my God, I don't know. It's a good question. (laughs) And apparently you can pay to have her follow you on Instagram. Wow. Well, that is, uh, what a deal. I know. (laughs) Who are the people that are, like, really standing for Sophia specifically? Uh, Creeps. Yeah. Okay, so Sophia's cameo is only twenty dollars, and it's a dollar ninety nine to chat with her. Wow. Okay. Twenty dollars. Maybe I'll get her to make me one for my podcast. <laughs> I'm like low key, I'm like, should we get a Sophia cameo? <laughs> should we? Should we get her to like do the episode notes for this? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Absolutely. That's so funny. Um, okay, so then Christina asks about how things are with Farah and Sophia and Deb. Um, Farah says that she doesn't trust her being around Sophia. Uh, she thinks that her mom just took the plea bargain and just, like, kind of did her requirements, just a checklist, and didn't really spend any time working on herself. Um, so yes, this is where I made the note, because Farah says, I go to counseling and I get help, and I'm not done with my counseling already. And I was like, this makes sense. This is healthy. What the hell? Yeah, Farah 
I think she still, like, goes to therapy and stuff. What? She does? I think so. I mean, on OG, at least until, like, she was on it uh it always showed her going to therapy and stuff i don't know if these are real therapists or if they're just like if she's trying to prove something to people on tv but Mm -hmm. even on the reunions and stuff like she would always say to dr drew like i'm in therapy i'm working on myself this and that Mm -hmm. but i mean it seems to just be like making her worse if it's true you know it's not she's gotten so much worse like whoever her therapist is please stop yeah Uh, please write a book whoever her therapist is i mean actually because obviously you know you're not like a real professional because you're not doing your job very well so just spill all the secrets exactly and like she went on um the vh1 family therapy or whatever or couples Mm -hmm. therapy and she did it by herself which is so funny funny. and dr jen or whatever said that farah told her the worst thing that she's ever heard in her life so there's like all this speculation about what it is yeah i read somewhere I i read somewhere that someone thinks that michael and his friends used to like drug her and like do things to her and i'm like how would anyone know that though like i mean of course it's all just a wild speculation based off of that one sentence but that is kind of like an irresponsible thing to say because people are going to like wildly speculate exactly i mean in her book like i don't know it she it does kind of seem that like you know she had a kind of fucked up childhood mm-hmm. so i mean there obviously there's something there like just the weird dynamics between her and her parents there's there's some kind of darkness in the past yeah she really hates them mm-hmm. like being around them is like super triggering for her so so it has to have been something insane um, so Christina asks if Farah and her mom are going to do counseling together. Farah says that she's going to consider it for Sophia's sake. So in the next scene, she gives Deb a call. Oh, and Deb is so fucking annoying. Oh, my God. I missed you, baby goo. <laughs> she's like, I was praying for you to be safe, you and baby. Farah's like, um, that's nice, mom. <laughs> Uh, and she's like, really? Well, you didn't call to check in. <laughs> and Deb was like, um, I did. Didn't you get my message? And she's like, well, anyways, I'm just going to invite you to my therapy <laughs> session. <laughs> and Deb was like, uh-oh. She literally says, uh-oh. Uh, but then she's like, okay, well, um, what time is that going to be? And then she's like, okay, text me the address, I guess. So then we go to the counselor's office. Um, and so Deb arrives, and she's like, gets to exclaim over baby goo. What a weird nickname for a child. I know. It drives me insane every time. Baby goo. <laughs> it's just, this doesn't make any sense. Are you going to bring up uh, Deb? I mean, that we're going to do when oh, we're okay. now. Because okay. that's where she is. That's where she is now. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so the counselor arrives. They pass Sophia off to some random lady. Who is that? Um... Yeah, okay, so at first I thought that she was just, like, worked at the therapist That's what office I for that type of thing, but now I'm wondering if, like, she works for MTV. Ooh, maybe, and they were just like, here, hold this baby, and we'll, like, show it so that people aren't concerned about where the baby is. Yeah, 
Hmm. Yeah. Either either could be the case, I guess. But that was, yeah, I was just like, you're just going to give your child to this lady. <laughs> well, she's better off than she is with <laughs> Farah. so. <laughs> yeah, I think the lady's name, I forgot. It was like Stephanie or something. She's like, Stephanie, just take the kid and run. Yeah. Yeah. Don't look back. <laughs> um, so Dina, the therapist, asks, like, what they want to accomplish. So Farah... Farah has a lot. Farah needs more individual therapy, I think, before she goes in and has therapy with her mom because everything she says is a contradiction. Because she says that she wants to work on their mother-daughter relationship, but anytime anyone says like anything else, that she's just like, nope, uh, uh-uh, uh, we'll never get along. Yep. Um, and then Deborah says that she wants Farah to be happy again, which I was like, okay, that's kind of sweet. Like I kind of like can empathize with her saying that and then um you know Farrah kind of starts like choking up a little bit and I'm like thinking that this is going to go in a positive direction maybe and so Debs goes on to say like oh you know she used to share things with me and I felt like we were best friends (laughs) I was dying laughing when Debs started crying she's like we were like best friends (laughs) and then Farrah's just like well I don't think that. I disagree. Farrah's like trying so hard not to cry too. She's like, okay, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> um, and so she calls her mom out for, you know, crying and basically saying like, oh, you want me to be happy, but you're not doing anything to like make me happy or like treat me well. I guess that's what she's trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, so the therapist asks Deb, like, what are the ways that you can show Farah that you love her? And she's like, well, I try to help her in any way that I can, and I pray for her, but that's all I can do. Yeah. Like, that seems like that's kind of the bare minimum, because you definitely are not helping her any way you can. I know, exactly. And Farah's like, uh, whatever, the whole thing's just bullshit. Yeah. She doesn't want to hear it at all. Mm-hmm. So Dina's like, well, what do you think that you can do in like the long term to help enjoy each other's company? And that's where she like cuts her off and she's like, well, we'll never enjoy each other's company. I so, know. And then the therapist gets like pissed. She's yeah. like, don't cut me off. Let me I finish. I like that. I yeah. like that. I like a therapist that can like call call a bitch out when she needs to. Yeah. Yeah, because she like calls her out. She's like, well, your body language, like everything you're saying right now is just very distancing. Like you're very closed off and you're the one who brought your mom here so that we you could get closer. So you have to like look at yourself and see what you could do differently too. Yeah, exactly. Like Farrah was like, fuck you. I don't want to hear that. Yeah, I wonder if Farrah fired her after this. <laughs> yeah, probably. That's why her therapy is not working because she just has a therapist that just probably tells her everything she wants to hear so she doesn't actually actually have to do work that's probably the case yeah um but the therapist encourages them to like just you know hang out together so they uh take her advice and she says that they're gonna meet for coffee together her and deb and at the coffee shop they talk about Farah like living on her own and she's like well i like it i think sophia likes it but i'm so busy so she's like oh you know i have to be like at work and school and then i have to study with sophia and you know playing and being lazy i'm like well if being lazy is part of your schedule i don't think that you're that busy (laughs) (laughs) i know i um, and and so, Deb once again, my baby goo. Oh my God, the baby goo. It's so much. I can't do her voice. Amanda does it so good with like it's the so perfect good. cracks in it. Baby goo. <laughs> um, Deb says that Sophia needs someone that she can learn and play with and catch up, I guess, like developmentally, because I wasn't that a thing that like Sophia was like not hitting her developmental milestones. Well, it's wild because in the later seasons, like when the kids start to like, you know, grow up and actually conform full sentences and stuff, like you would look at 
Bentley and then you would who like you know spoke so well and then you Mm -hmm. look at Sophia who could barely even talk like still had a pacifier Mm -hmm. and they're the same age like it's insane I mean yeah even thinking about it just like in this episode you know you saw Bentley you know like you could tell that he like was understanding what was happening like when Ryan was talking to him and they were playing like he was like get mad and when he was like riding around on the little like dirt bike or whatever mm-hmm. um and I was even I was like can a child that small ride on a dirt bike and my or you know like a toy like that and my husband was like yeah it's fine um but Sophia sure couldn't like she would have killed herself no and it just shows what happens like when you talk to a child like a baby their whole life like mm-hmm. Sophia or when you talk to a child like they're a person mm-hmm. like they do with Bentley you know and not isolating your child from, like, all other peers their age. Exactly. I don't think Sophia had, had ever gone to school, like, yeah. a real school. I think she'd only ever done, quote-unquote, homeschool. Mm-hmm. And it's like, who does she spend time with other than Farah? Like, Deb occasionally, I guess. Like, and then just the revolving, like, door of people that come into Farah's life for 20 minutes. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. so sad. It is sad. I really hope that she's, like, going to be okay for her teen years. Like, just, like, that she, like, makes it through. Like, you know, as dark as that is, you know? I mean, it's kind of fucked up with, like, Farrah taking her on her, like, escorting Mm -hmm. outings and whatnot. That's what makes me really nervous. It's just, like, I really hope that, like, you know, that that, those are are such vulnerable years. I know. (laughs) She's such a vulnerable child. Have you seen the movie The Florida Project? I have not. Oh my god, it's so good. So, um, the girl, like the main girl in it, she mm-hmm. she's she's like uh, escorting, and then she lives in a motel room, and she'll have like guys come in, and then she'll like have sex with them, and the daughter, she'll just put the daughter in the bathtub for a couple hours, and the daughter will be like in the bathroom with the door closed, taking a bath, and like the mom will be like fucking some guy on the bed like right outside and I'm like that's literally like Sophia's like probably childhood except they're in like the five-star resorts in Dubai or whatever yeah instead of a $40 um a night room it's like you just said in Dubai (laughs) um so Deb basically offers that you know she and Michael will watch Sophia. She's, like, begging her, please, dear God, let us spend time with Sophia. <laughs> She's like, baby's um, got to get body trained. <laughs> <laughs> so then they sing Itsy Bitsy Spider, like, in its entirety. I'm like, we didn't need that whole song. I know, and Sophia's so unimpressed. She's just, like, looking around, like, okay, you guys can shut the fuck up now. <laughs> yeah, Farrah's like, Sophia loves it, so I guess we'll be taking you up on the offer. And that's it for Farah. So yeah, it's like just kind of a boring episode for her, just mending her relationship with Deb. All of the juicy stuff is like, I guess, before and after this. Yeah. So then we have Macy. So Macy's episode is a little bit juicy. So she explains that she and Ryan share custody of Bentley. Ryan gets him every other weekend and on Wednesdays, which is like, you know, so little time. Every other weekend and Wednesdays? Yeah, like, compared to the entire rest of the week and every other weekend for, that Macy gets. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that he was, like, you know, a shitty father. I guess it's different if you're, I feel like, like not th- a shitty I father. I feel like that's normal, though. I know, but I don't like it. 
like I, I grew up with about... my parents divorced and like that's literally when I saw my dad like Wednesdays and every other weekend it was fine yeah I mean I was the same way like my I bet my dad had primaries so it was like my mom but it was just mm-hmm. like I don't know I feel like when it's as close to 50 50 as possible that's what I like to see but there's all you know there's usually a reason why it's not but sometimes the courts are just like shitty towards one parent in general yeah um so we get a shot of ryan's parents house is he is he still like living with his parents at this point uh in here yes okay as far as i know yeah because him and macy in the first season they had a place together and they were engaged and then Mm -hmm. she moved out and then i think he moved back into his parents Okay, that makes sense, because it's just, like, in every single scene, it's over there at his parents' house, but I don't know if that's just because he only spends time with his son with his parents, because his parents are the one to who actually want to see Bentley. And there's that, too. Because <laughs> no, if, just... if Ryan did have 50-50, it would be, like, Jen and Larry had 50-50, not Ryan, yeah. you know? It's I hear that, like, the time schedule, you know, for, like, another couple I would be like ooh, that's so little time but I guess like knowing Ryan and it's like you know I know that Jen and Larry want their time with Bentley but their their grandparents are not parents so yeah it's fair enough but <laughs> so Jen brings up Ryan talking to Macy talking uh, about changing custody so it's closer to 50 50 um and Jen's like you know it's just like we want this to be fair but like Larry's the one who straight up says they want more time with Bentley and they only get the time when he's with Ryan mm-hmm um, and Jen, she says something kind of weird. She's like, yeah, we have to share time with him, with you. And it's like, it's weird that you feel like you have to share time with Bentley, with Ryan. And it's not like all inclusive of just like the family time when he's over at their house, you know? It's so weird. Jen and Larry are, ugh. I mean, this past episode like that just aired from this past Tuesday my opinions on them like my respect for them just went down okay give me the tea because I I haven't watched the current episodes okay so you know about Ryan's like drug addiction right Mm -hmm. yes okay so he was addicted to drugs went to treatment everyone in his life claims that he's sober I don't think he's sober Mm -hmm. so Bentley had apparently reached out to Jen and Larry and said I don't feel comfortable around my dad I don't like I want like my dad and I to go to therapy together so that he can learn like how I feel because I don't feel like he wants me in his life and then Ryan is basically like I don't want to do that because Macy's just putting that in his head he didn't actually say that and then there was this like crazy scene of Jen and Larry talking to the producer and then the producer is like do you feel stuck because because basically Ryan's like I don't want anything to do with Macy because she triggers me as in like triggers him to like want to use drugs oh my god well too bad because she's the mother of your child I know it's like Macy didn't like make you do drugs it's like okay well that sounds like something you need to work through because she's always going to be in your life exactly and then Jen and Larry were like crying to the producer and they're like all this time we forced him to try to make good with her but we realized we were wrong and then um the producer's like well do you feel stuck because Bentley wants this but Ryan's your son and then Larry's like no we're not stuck like I love Bentley more than anything he's my first grandchild but if he thinks I'm gonna give up on my only son for him he's mistaken and I was like (gasps) 
Like, oh he's a little 11-year-old boy. Like, yeah. he's hurt because his dad's a piece of shit and he finally realizes <laughs> it. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I don't know. And he has, like, the fact that he has the emotional maturity to, like, verbalize that and say, like, I need to do this. Like, I want therapy so that I can have a safe space to, like, work this out with my father. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I this know. Poor child. And, like, from Liz's podcast, I've learned a lot about, um, you know, parents of the addict and, like, why they enable mm-hmm. their drug addict child. And, um, and I feel like that's what they are. They're enablers. But yeah. at this point where they're where they're kind of saying, like, fuck you to their own grandchild, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's rough. Um, so Larry asks Ryan if he's going to go take Bentley over to Macy's house. <laughs> so he's like, yeah. Then he walks into his room and, like, turns on a light and there's this random woman just <laughs> laying on the bed. <laughs> and he's like, you've been asleep for two hours. <laughs> I totally forgot about this girl because Ryan, for a little bit, had, like, all these random girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're all gorgeous. Like, this girl, I'm like, damn, like, Ryan can get it. <laughs> but, like, Ryan's also really hot here, too. Yeah, yeah he is. Like, in, when he's young and hot. And, yeah, she's really pretty. But it was just so funny. I was like, who is this woman who was asleep while you guys are having this conversation? <laughs> I know. So imagine he didn't live there. Imagine he did have his own place and they just filmed there. And she's and just she like, just I'm just going to go sleep in this bed. I mean, that's weird enough as it is, too, that she was just taking, like, a two-hour night nap because it's, like, pitch black outside while MTV is filming, like, outside of her room. I know. And, like, that she gets filmed, like, being woken up from her night nap. I know what was that was she like I'm just gonna go lay in bed because I don't want to film and then he like decided to be a dick and like make her film like I don't I don't know that was really weird it was the weirdest thing um so yeah he's like well you riding with me and she's like yeah (laughs) so they they get Bentley and they head out um so in the car this is what I was talking about when Ryan was telling Bentley to get mad and Bentley does this cute little like grrr face and like shakes his fist and it's like really adorable and it's obvious that he can like process language and understands what his parents are saying i know and then there's a part one time obviously not this episode but when bentley was still a baby and he was out with macy and her friends and they all go bentley touchdown and then he went like this and i'm like that's so cute that's adorable yeah bentley's really cute um, and so from this, like, if you were only watching this, if you were only watching them in the car in this one moment, you would think Ryan's a good dad. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. But then uh, Catherine's talking to Ryan, asking him if he's going to talk to Macy about the custody thing. And so he's like, oh, I just don't want to argue about it. And she's like, oh, well, you do, do you really think she's going to argue? And he says, I don't think she's going to say yes. Um, and so this, she's like, okay, well, it doesn't hurt to ask. And then she turns around and she's like, talks to Bentley and she's like oh don't you want to see me and your dad more and I'm just like girl don't manipulate the baby (laughs) I know like that's one way to like get all of teen mom fandom to hate you I know this girl didn't must not have been around for too long though because I was thinking I've never heard of her because I I can name a bunch of his ex-girlfriends but this girl I she totally just like (laughs) slipped my mind so Yeah, I was thinking that because I saw him go wake up the random woman. I was like, oh, this must be his girlfriend. And I thought it was Dallas because that's, like, the only name that I know is, like, one of his exes. Mm -hmm. And then I was just like, who's Catherine? (laughs) 
Um, so they get to Macy's place, um, and so Ryan grabs Bentley. He passes him over to Macy, and then he's like, oh, can we maybe have a talk about me seeing Bentley more? And at first he's just like, oh, just like one day more a week, like doing Wednesday and Thursday, which I think is very reasonable to ask for. Yeah, for sure. She, she gets like a really sour face, and she's like silent for a second. She's like, we'll have to talk about it. Yeah. And so then she's like in her voiceover, I can't believe Ryan's asking for more time with Bentley. <laughs> she's like, it's not a good time to tell him I plan to move to Nashville. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I was kind of sad that Kyle wasn't in this episode. I know. It's just like the mysterious Kyle that you hear about, but I never get to see. Because I wanted to know, like, why Ryan thought he was slow. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. He yeah. looks like, um jesse plemons who is that from friday night lights i never watched um have you seen breaking bad uh like i watched the first couple seasons a really long time ago he's in breaking bad too i'm oh there he is uh do i know him do i know you sir no i don't know him i don't know that man at all (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but that's what really? Kyle looks like. Yeah. But, yeah. like, uglier. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and no shade to Mr. Plemons here, but he's not, like, the the hottest actor I've ever seen. <laughs> so. But he's uh, Kirsten Dunst's baby daddy. What? So okay. Yeah, so he gets girls. <laughs> All right. Well, good for him. Um, I mean, he's not that unattractive. He's just not, like, a Brad Pitt kind of movie star face exactly i remember when this was airing my friend and i that watched it together we would always say that kyle looked like a bulldog <laughs> <laughs> like he just looks like a bulldog <laughs> oh my god hang on let me actually google kyle so i can get his name's idea. kyle king so just write like king. kyle king mtv or whatever yeah oh my god he looks exactly like that man you said he That's does so right funny that's so funny. He looks exactly like Jesse Plemons. That's hilarious. There's even a scene when Macy first starts dating him, I remember, and she's with her friends, and her one friend says that. She's like, he looks like Landry from Friday Night Lights. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, so it's the next scene. Macy says that she, in her little voiceover, that she's annoyed that Ryan wants to change the custody agreement, so her mom's going to watch Bentley while she goes out with her friend to talk about it. So, one, my thought is, ah, uh, just remember sitting in restaurants. Oh, my God. I miss it so much. And, two, I do think it's a little ironic that she's like, I'm really annoyed that Ryan wants more time, so I'm going to leave Bentley <laughs> to go talk to my friend about it. I know. It, it's, like, uh, reminiscent of Janelle. Mm-hmm. It's like, just my, go do it on Ryan's time. My mom won't give me custody of Jace, so... And even though she offered me to babysit him this week, I decided to take off with Kiefer (laughs) or whatever. So Macy says to her friend, her friend's name is Taylor. um, She's like, well, I'm going to be honest. Ryan's not getting more time. She says between working and school, she barely gets enough time to spend with Bentley as as it is. So she wants to spend as much time with him as possible. And I'm just like, isn't there a better schedule that could be worked out? Like, couldn't Jen and Larry watch Bentley while she's at school and shit, and they'd be happy, and, you know, it would be yeah. more even? Yes. And did I write this down wrong? Because she said she ro- works 30 hours a week. That's what she said. 
head. Yeah. I'm like, that's that, crazy. D- does that include MTV filming, though? I'm, <laughs> right? I'm yeah, assuming. Is that what she's talking about. I don't know, because doesn't she have, like, a, a real job in this season? Yeah, she was working at a bar or, like, a restaurant. I mean, I could see that if she was, like, working, you know, serving at nights and stuff. But, yeah, it's just like, okay, then, ha- yeah, have your baby daddy's family watch him who when they want to spend so much time with him. Like, solution solved. There you go. Exactly. Um, so Taylor brings up, like, I don't understand why all of a sudden Ryan is interested in seeing Bentley more often. So what was the deal with the first year of Bentley's life? Like, how how did Ryan act then? Oh, Ryan was the worst. So like I said, they were together. They had an apartment together. Mm-hmm. And Ryan had a job where he worked out of town. And he would leave to go to town and he wouldn't even say bye to Bentley like wouldn't even look at Bentley or anything just walk out the door and then when he would come home he wouldn't do anything and he would come home and Macy would be like all right well you're gonna hang out with me and Bentley tonight and he's like no my friends want to go out and him and his friends would like go to the bar like he was never home with her and Bentley Mm -hmm. there was a time when she was like trying to do homework and she's like and Bentley was fussing and she's like can you just pick him up for a little so I can finish this and Ryan's like no Ryan never even acknowledged Bentley and then every time she would bring it up to him he'd be like quit your bitch and Macy okay yeah and then (laughs) that's you know what led her to break up with him because she's like if you're not going to be a dad to Bentley, like, I don't find you attractive if you're not going to, like, be his dad, you know? Mm-hmm. That, so, so that makes sense. Like, I can I can definitely be more on her side knowing that. Um, so Macy says that she has a theory that, you know, because they base child support off of how much time Bentley spends with Ryan, if Ryan gets more time with him, he has to pay less in child support. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Taylor's like, well, have you mentioned anything about the fact that you're going to move an hour and a half away? And well, I like, love how her friend Taylor was like, really? <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, no shit. Like, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> um. So, yeah, Macy's just like, yeah, I don't know how it's going to work. It's not. That doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> um. So then we get a little voiceover about how she's pretty sure Ryan knows she has a boyfriend in Nashville. So it's just like, oh, he knows I have a boyfriend. But she's scared of how he'll react when she tells him. Mm-hmm. I totally so, don't remember why Kyle doesn't end up moving to Chattanooga, why she moves to Nashville. Or maybe he does. But wouldn't that make more sense? Mm-hmm. Unless, does he have, like, a job there? Or is he in school or something? Well, I remember he didn't have a job for, <laughs> okay, like, the well longest then, time. What the fuck is he doing in Nashville? Like, his job was to be Macy's boyfriend see like i wish they broke the fourth wall in these old episodes Mm -hmm. you know we need further exposition here exactly they try to like hide so much stuff you know because the whole like oh do you have a job thing like is like one thing that always comes up or when Mm -hmm. macy says oh i work 30 hours a week it's like is mtv included in that because because if the fourth wall is broken then she could have said I film all day and then mm-hmm. I have to serve for eight hours in the evening or whatever, you know? Yeah, that makes, yeah, exactly. Who knows? 
Um, so then we have Macy texting Ryan saying that she's not going to change their custody agreement. So Ryan's like out with a bunch of friends at a Mexican restaurant. Okay, this I literally wrote in my notes. I miss going to Mexi- Mexican restaurants and eating Mexican food and drinking margaritas. I'm, yes, <laughs> Mexican restaurants, I miss you the most. Seriously. Chips and dips from a communal bowl, sharing foods with other people. Oh, isn't that insane? I just, I wish I could go back. I still eat hella Mexican food, though, because I get takeout all the time, so. Mm. But it's not the same. There's not the atmosphere. Because it looks like like, everyone in this scene is having a fucking blast, it looks like. I know, MTV's foot in the bill. (laughs) They're all just picking out on their margaritas and tacos. Margaritas all around. So Ryan's friend Cortez asks if he's on speaking terms with Macy and he's like well we speak when we have to and then another friend's like well have you asked for more time with Bentley and I'm just like what is up with all of the like friends of these guys just gassing them up to be annoying like there's Jordan in the scene with like Gary and then there's these guys talking to Ryan and I know it's because MTV is telling them like what to ask but it's just Mm -hmm. like it makes me hate them (laughs) I know exactly um, so Ryan's like, yeah, Macy said no. Um, and he's like, uh, she doesn't do it to have more time with Bentley. He does, she does it to make me upset, which is the most ridiculous thing. I know. It's like she begged you to be a dad so much the first year of his life and you didn't even give two shits. So like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like obviously you and Macy don't get along and you don't have a very good relationship right now, but. She's not the type of person that would be that vindictive to do that solely because she wants to upset you and not because she just loves her son. Exactly. Um, he also makes the comment that if he pays if he pays his child support every month <laughs> like he's fucking supposed to, he's like, by the time he's 18, I'll have paid $80,000. I know. I his like, his friends are like... His friends are like, what? Are you kidding me? I'm like, no shit, Ryan. Having a kid is fucking expensive. That seems real cheap for a child, honestly. 80000 Well, I read somewhere a while ago that they say the first year of the baby's life, it's like a little over ten grand, mm-hmm. And that's like on the cheap end of stuff. Yeah. So and that's just like- for the first year, so... If Bentley goes to, like, a private college and decides to get a fucking master's degree, that's $80,000 right there. Exactly. And they had a storyline a couple seasons ago about potentially putting him in a private school. Mm Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So, it's just, like, the fact that he's like, I'll have paid $80,000. All of these men complaining about the amount they pay in child support, like, I cannot. There is nothing that I deal with less than that shit. Like, it's so much. It's every fucking teen mom guy who has paid like who has to pay child support like complains about it oh i know did you ever watch young and pregnant i didn't but i was like listening to amanda's recaps religiously so i feel like i'm very tuned in with what was happening okay yeah there's the one guy stefan yes. and yeah she takes him to court and he gets like 40 dollars a month or something is all yes. he has to pay and he like bitches about it he like comes out of the court and he's like i'm being finessed yo it's like hey relax honestly at that point i would just tell the court i'd be like you know what he can keep it he needs like, it more than me what is that 40 dollars gonna do for me <laughs> like great i got one tank of gas for the month like and like a half a thing of groceries um 
so then Ryan also brings up with his friends that Macy could move five hours away if she wanted to because she's the mom. Um, so Catherine and all the friends, like, hype him up, saying, like, oh, well, Bentley needs his dad. Yeah, Bentley fucking needs his dad, which is why you should have acted like one. Exactly. Um, and so Catherine's like, well, what's going to solve the problem? And Ryan decides that he's going to take Macy to court. And you know the only reason Ryan is doing any of this is to shut his parents up. Mm-hmm. Because his parents are the ones that, like, well, first of all, his parents wanted them together. Mm-hmm. There was, like, a full episode about Macy being, like, I'm still pissed off at him. I would love to be with him for the sake of Bentley, but, like, I'm I'm still upset over everything he's done to me. And Ryan is just, like, sitting there, like, chewing gum, like, looking forward, like, zoned <laughs> out. And then Jen and Larry are, like, it's so awful for parents to grow up in a broken home. And they're, like, going off. And I'm just, like, because they, they, you know, have that, like, southern... Mm-hmm. values like parents have to stick together and they were saying it's like so so awful to grow up with divorced families and Macy said she doesn't have any friends that have divorced parents and it was like this whole thing um so then the next scene we have is Ryan at his lawyer's office uh so this lawyer is like a little old man who I feel like if I feel like if this were a play this lawyer is a little old man and then it would be revealed at the end of the play that he was actually the devil like you see what i'm saying (laughs) i was gonna ask if he pissed you off too (laughs) like doesn't he seem like he's actually the devil just like in disguise yes um so the first thing he says is like well are you sure the child's even yours you should get a dna test no harm in doing that i was surprised that ryan was like defending it he's like yeah and then he's like well it doesn't hurt to go that extra step and have the dna done and then ryan's like it's been two years i'm not worried about that now yeah and and i'm so glad that ryan wasn't a dick about it because you think that he would be but Mm -hmm. macy lost her virginity to him and allegedly got pregnant the first time they even had sex oh no so Oh, no, I mean, it's a real secret life of the American teenager kind of thing. Oh, my God. Amazing show. I hate that show. Why? Because <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad that it's good, though. That's, like, my I guilty could. pleasure for I sure. I, the thing was, is like, it came out when I, I'm pretty sure when I was, like, in ninth grade, and I was, like, really hyped for it. Like, I saw all the previews for it, and I was like, this is going to be my show. I'm going to watch it. It's like, I'm going to keep up with it. And then the first episode came out, I was like, this is horrible. <laughs> and then the second episode came out, and I was like, I hate this show so much. I hate this plot so much. And I just, like, stopped watching. I watched the entire thing, like, five years ago, maybe. I, like, binged the whole <laughs> thing. The Sausage King. He's my man. I just, I don't know that. I After the first two episodes, I pieced the fuck out. After What's-His-Face proposed to her because she was pregnant and it wasn't his kid, he's like, oh, she he needs to grow up in a strong home. I'm like, you guys are like 12. Yeah, she's like crying. She's like, I'm such a whore. And he's like, well, you're my whore. I was like, what kind, <laughs> of, a, what kind of writing is that? <laughs> I hate it. Anyway, yeah, but that whole like got pregnant the first time they ever had sex kind of thing. I mean, I guess it does happen if it happened to Macy. Yeah, I mean, who knows if that's true or not, but she's stuck with that story the whole time, so. And can we also mention that when they had the baby, she was 16 and Ryan was 16 or 17 and Ryan was 20. Ooh, yeah. 
I didn't know that. I didn't know that was the age gap. That, I just like, ugh, I, I don't remember what the exact statistic is, but it's like the majority of teen mothers, the like father is not a teen. No. And that's one thing on the show that they always like brush over. Mm-hmm. Wasn't Gary like, how old was Gary? Oh, Gary, Gary was definitely in his 20s yeah, when Amber he, got pregnant. Wasn't he like fucking 23 or 24? I think so. I think he's the same age as her brother. Yeah. Um, and also Janelle. I think Janelle's was the worst. Oh, because yeah. Janelle was like 16 and Jace's dad, Andrew, was like 22, 23. Yeah. It's horrible. So They really should up. like address this a little bit more. Like, I mean, I guess that wasn't a conversation that the culture was having in 2009. But now do they, I mean, what is it like for young and pregnant? Are they more, are they all closer in age? I feel like they are, right? I can't think of any couples where one is like older than the other. Yeah, have like a big age gap. They all seem to be like I'm trying to run through the ones that I remember, and they're all like kind of around the same age. Which Jade, Jade and Sean. Sean's older than Jade, but Jade, but but the thing with young and pregnant, I don't think any of them were as young as 16. Mm -hmm. Like I think some of them were in their. Like, I think Jade was 21 when she had her daughter, and Sean was, like, 25 or 26. Yeah. I think Jade was the oldest. But, yeah, that's, like, an age gap that's, like, it's acceptable. It's fine. Yeah, because she's in her 20s. So yeah. It's, like, whatever. It's different when, like, the girl's still in high school and, like... Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, shout out to Young and Pregnant, I guess, for, like, not glamorizing these weird, gross age gap relationships. That show needs to come back on the air. I need more recaps. <laughs> It's so good. You should watch it. It's so good. <laughs> um, so then we're back to our little devil lawyer. So he asks if Ryan has any concerns about Macy moving out of state. And he's like, well, not the state, but I think she might move to Nashville because her boyfriend's up there. Um, so then little devil lawyer gets all devious. And he's like, well, <laughs> don't you know that if there's a pending court case in Tennessee, there's an injunction that goes out on both parents moving more than 100 miles away. And Nashville is about 120 miles away. Yep. I mean, uh, I don't even know. Devil then, lawyer, like you said. <laughs> and then, like, the next thing he asks, he's like, court cases are expensive. How are you going to pay? Yeah. Are your, are your mom and dad going to help you out? And he's like, yeah. He's like, okay, great. Well, tell your mom and dad that this lady can just move away. And basically just like <laughs> convincing him to have his parents foot the bill. So 120 miles, how far is that? Like That's like a two-hour drive. Oh, it's not that bad. Yeah, but, you know, that's like he wouldn't have Wednesday nights anymore because that's like a whole situation. Yeah, that's true. So we get a scene of Bentley at Ryan's house. This is when he's playing on his little dirt bike thing that I mentioned earlier. Um, So we get a voiceover from Macy saying that it's Ryan's weekend with Bentley. uh, And he hasn't spoken to her since she said they would not be changing the custody arrangement. So she um, goes over to pick Bentley up, I guess. And they're kind of just like inside hanging out when Ryan's like, hey, uh, I need to like show you something. Um, <laughs> they go outside and he just like hands her this packet of paperwork he's like hey look at this <laughs> <laughs> um, so he tells her that he spoke with his lawyer and he suggested a three day three day like custody schedule which I think like that sounds pretty good like if you live in the same town three days on three days off like that sounds like a pretty reasonable custody schedule for 50-50 if that's what you're trying to do I agree 
Um, and he's like, you know, we can go to mediation, and then if we don't agree, we're going to go to court. And so she's just like, that's not going to be good. That that won't work. Bentley's just going to be moving around too much. He's not going to have a stable home. It's not good for him. And it's just like, okay, well, he still, like, leaves his home in the middle of the week every single week anyway. Like, what's the difference? Exactly. Like, Kale does it really well on Teen Mom 2 because mm-hmm. Kale shares 50-50 with – joe and with hobby so two of her baby daddies Mm -hmm. and they do i think they do like week on week off and both those kids seem so freaking happy and they seem really well with it so i agree with you it's um if if both parents are willing to make it work then it'll work Mm -hmm. like it's already disruptive to his week to like especially once the kids start to get into school like as someone who did go like you know to my mom's house on thursdays like Thursdays always felt like weird and like Friday mornings were always like weird because it was like I was in a different environment you know Mm-hmm. where it's just like if it's at least like three days in a row it's not that weird like disruption and then going back like a Wednesday night is Mm-hmm. exactly um but so Macy's saying you know he needs to have a stable home and Ryan's like yeah well that's your home and Macy's like yeah <laughs> Which, I mean, I don't disagree knowing how Ryan acted now, but um, he does say that they're going to go to court, and so Macy's straight up like, well, you're not going to get any more time with Bentley. And he's like, okay, well, that's fine, but you won't be able to take it away. So I guess at this point they don't have any kind of, like, legal custody agreement. It's all just, like, whatever they've agreed to with each other. Yeah. Okay. So in that case, I also, and then I'm, like, flipping back. I'm like, all right, now I'm on Ryan's side because that fucking does make sense. Like, he does want to at least, like, make sure he gets his time if he wants it now or I guess if his parents want it exactly um so she's like well you know I would never take your time away we you know we we work out everything we've always done that and he's like well you could just move away if you want to and she's like well what are you talking about and Ryan's like like, I'm not fucking dumb Macy he's like you can run away from here (sighs) to wherever the hell you want to go like he's literally always yawning (laughs) He's like, yeah, I'm not going to chase you and Bentley around the whole world. <laughs> um, so she's like, well, what's going to court going to do about that? And he's like, uh, he drops the bomb of the 100-mile limit. I know. And then the look on her face, she's just like, oh, shit. Yeah. And so then he's um, asked her if she is planning on moving to Nashville. And she's like, well, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's like, I guess we go to court. Um, and so then it was like a commercial break but it immediately comes right back with uh ryan going inside and talking to his parents about what just happened um and eating so, fried hot dogs and part, drinking green powder yes, okay i wrote this down i was like he is just scarfing down on that hot dog he does not give a fuck he could not care less about what's happening <laughs> um and so yeah larry is just like well i don't think we have to worry about macy moving away and ryan's like yeah we do uh, and so then Jen's like, okay, well, we need to get on it as soon as possible. And then we cut over to Macy in the car with her mom, crying, you know, just, like, complaining basically what we said. Like, ben, or Ryan didn't spend any time with Bentley in his first year of his life. Why should he get more time now? So that's the end of Macy's little segment. So what happens? Does she actually end up moving to Nashville for any significant amount of time? My God, I'm trying to remember if either she moved to nashville or if kyle ended up moving to chattanooga but they did end up moving in together Mm -hmm. and they were together for a good amount of time and then kyle like cheated on her how dare he 
I know. How dare he <laughs> cheat on her? This man. Who does he think he is? Like, what kind of girls are trying to, like, get with him in the first place? You know I what mean, I mean? People, people are, I mean, like, once you've been on TV, door is open for you. That's so true. Like, I even, you brought up Dallas. Like, I even remember watching a thing with her somewhere online, and she was saying how she got with Ryan, because I guess she was a Hooters waitress. <laughs> And Ryan came into her restaurant, and all of her coworkers were like, oh, my God, that's Ryan from Teen Mom. And they were, like, freaking out. And then I guess Ryan was, like, hitting on her, and all of her friends were like, you have to go on a date with Ryan from Teen Mom. <laughs> and then she got, like, pulled into this whole fucking thing. I know. Poor girl. That's and then crazy. Ryan, like, cheated on her when her mom was, like, dying of cancer. Oh, no, I didn't know that. That's horrible. Yeah. Yeah, well, Ryan's not a good person. <laughs> Ryan's awful and by the way you'll really love him because in the newest episode he was wearing a Trump make America great again hat of course Ugh, get fucked <laughs> does that shock you that Ryan's a Trump I supporter mean, it's, I mean honestly it does shock me that he would wear it on TV because like you have to know how fucking polarizing that is that's what I was saying I was surprised that his not that he would wear it on TV because he drove high I mean, on TV. Yeah, Ryan doesn't give a fuck about anything. But I'm surprised that his wife like let him. Mm-hmm. Like it's I'm surprised like... she didn't say like Ryan. People hate us enough. Like <laughs> don't wear that. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. All right. So now we're at Caitlin, the woman of the hour. The reason that we did this episode. This is gonna. Ugh, this is a rough one. So we start off with Caitlin telling us in her voiceover that senior prom is coming up and she's psyched that her mom wants to take her dress shopping. This is so sad. It was her mom's idea. I know. Oh, April. I hate it. So her mom, um, a friend, I think her friend's name is Alexa. I didn't catch it until a little bit later on. In this yeah, I, th- I think they're still friends. Aw. Alexa seemed nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're all in the car together. Okay, I have to point this oh, out. Yes. April upgraded from her crackhead van because she used to drive. I don't even know another way to describe it. It was literally just like a crackhead looking van that she drove. So she upgraded from that to a two door BMW. (laughs) This is probably what, like a 98 three series BMW. Yeah, old as hell. Yeah. And and we we have to point out that it's a two door. Yeah. Because I felt so bad for the friend getting in and out of the bag. Yes, oh god, yeah, when we get to that, we'll, we'll get to it, but oh my god, it's so funny. Um, so April asked Caitlin, she's like, oh, what kind of dress do you want? And she says that she really wants a red one, and I like- My girl Kate, my favorite color, red. <laughs> I mean, I also really relate, too, because like, I wanted a red dress for my senior prom. Like, that was like, what I was gonna do. I went into the dress store, and like, they were telling me, because I had like, red hair at the time, so they're like, oh, mm-hmm. blue, green, blah, 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 and I was like, Mm-mm, no, red dress, that's what I want. Um, and then April Did says- Did you get one? Oh, yeah, okay. Because I didn't have April for a mother. <laughs> thank god <laughs> i had a beautiful red dress <laughs> um april says that she thinks that she should get a pink one and kate kind of just like chuckles and she's like oh i really want red though and it's just like that's like the beginning of the end <laughs> yeah, the beginning of the end <laughs> before they even get to the store um so they get there they're looking at all the dresses every dress is very 2009 mm-hmm. <laughs> really took me back 
Um, and she finds a red dress in her size, so that's, like, very exciting and promising. And so she goes into the dressing room, and they start off with, like, their little, like, you know, this would be, like, the fun montage moment if this was, like, a happy family. Yeah, like, she came out in, like, a really short, poofy dress, yeah. and they're, like, laughing, it's and then like she comes out in, like, a lime green dress. Oh, my God. The and then they're laughing green. at the green dress. They're all laughing except for April. April goes, I don't like that. Get it off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, whoa. Uh, April says that she looks like a sardine in the green dress. <laughs> so, it's... So then we have the red one that she found that she really likes. And she says that she even says like, oh, I have my heart set on a red one. And she comes out and it like fits her really well. And she looks really pretty. Like, I really like that dress. Yeah, it was fine. There wasn't anything wrong with it. And she sees herself in the mirror and like her face lights up too. Like she really loves it. And her friend agrees. Like she says it's really cute. And then we get April with her. Like, I don't know what her fucking deal is. I mean, obviously she's just like. you know a drug addict and a person from i'm sure she has her own generational trauma but like damn april what the fuck is wrong with you well one of the like i said i kept seeing this clip on uh, my tiktok algorithm and um one of the comments someone said why is she acting so mean towards her and then the reply said it's literally just a crackhead acting like a crackhead Right. And, like, that's literally all you can say about it. Like, there's no other excuse or explanation for it than that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so April just says that she doesn't like the dress. She says that it's ugly. And Kate's like, no, it's adorable. And April just, like, laughs at her. She's like, yeah, if you like ugly. <laughs> and she's like, uh, and Kate's like, no, it's not ugly. She's like, well, that's your opinion. I can have mine, too. She's like, okay, that is your opinion. And then April's just like, okay, yeah, and it's ugly. Kate's like, okay, mom. And then April's like, okay, mom. <laughs> oh, she goes, oh, it's beautiful, Kate. Oh, my God, you look so good in it. Yeah, like, so oh, you should get it. Is that better? I That part really got me because it's like, so you know what you're supposed to say as a mother. Like, you know what you're supposed to be doing right now, and you're actively choosing not to do that. I feel so bad for Kate because the way that her mom um, – was like sarcastic and that like the oh it's so beautiful Kate mm-hmm. um in the first season there's like a really intense argument with her and Butch and Caitlin's like oh Carly's gonna be like two months old next week whatever and then Butch is like oh my god she is and like he's talking to her that way too and like I just can't even imagine growing up like that like your mom and your father figure your Mm -hmm. stepdad whoever like talking to you like that constantly I know it's honestly like amazed that she is doing as well as she is like I know that she's had some serious mental health struggles and she's had to go into treatment a few times it's just like the fact that she's like was strong enough to do that and know when she needed to like get into treatment is incredible I know it's it is oh so sad so april's like whatever you decide i'm getting out of here and she just like walks off and then i guess she comes back because she's like says something like in a second um but then kate puts on a purple dress which is also really pretty um and her friend's like oh that's nice and her friend's like oh i'll tell you my opinion and then april's like off to the side she's like yeah because your opinion counts And then Kate's like, well, I didn't say yours doesn't count, ma'am. She's like, ma'am with the A-M-A-M. Her her accent is so funny. (laughs) Um, And yeah, so she's like, um, 
her mom's like, whatever, Caitlin. She's like, okay. And then she's like, okay. And then she calls her a bitch, like, under her uh. breath for liking a dress that she didn't like. And then poor Alexa is just, like, awkwardly standing there this entire time. I know. She's like, what's going on with your mom? And Kate's like, she hates me secretly. I was like, it's not so secret, girl. <laughs> She's like, yes, yeah, she just hates me because, you know, we gave up Carly for adoption. Mm-hmm. I'm like... Oh my god, like, did you watch Kate and Tyler's um, 16 and Pregnant episode? Do you I, know that history? I know, I've, I've listened to the recaps quite a few times. I think I've seen it, but I feel like I know it pretty well. How, because uh, they were underage, obviously, mm-hmm. when they did it, so April refused to sign the, the papers, so they had to do the official handoff outside of the hospital. That's so crazy. Like, imagine. Just imagine. I just, yeah, I can't, um, I really can't imagine someone's mother being so, like, insistent on, like, you have to keep this baby. Like, how dare you adopt this baby out? Like, not even, like, she chose to have an abortion and her mom was, like, strongly against abortion. It was literally just like, no, I don't want you to give this baby a better life. Keep her here in this, like, cracked in. I know, keep her here where we can barely afford to, like, live. Mm-hmm. And this, like, like, even there's cycle. an episode, there's even an episode where April and Butch leave Caitlin in the middle of her school semester because they found an apartment for $400 a month. Yeah, isn't that when she has to move in with Tyler's mom? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, how freaking, like, literally, we don't, we don't care where we live or about our daughter's education or her life or anything. We're just going to move because we found a super cheap place. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I can't even imagine, like, everything she went through. And this is how they spoke to her when the cameras were around. So just imagine yeah. what happened, like, when the cameras weren't around, you know? That's so true. That's so true. I'm now I'm just thinking too I'm like I'm wondering how like Tyler's mom like what her thought process was I wonder if I'm assuming she probably knew like what April and Bush were acting like in terms of just like you know keep the baby what's wrong with you um because it's like maybe I feel like she would know like well if they keep this baby and they peace out Caitlin and Tyler aren't going to be able to support themselves so it's going to come back to me and like that baby yeah I don't know. If and also Tyler's um, older sister, Amber, who we actually see in this episode for like two seconds. <laughs> um, she was also a teen mom and she. Whoa. So that's actually how Kate and Tyler know their adoption oh, yeah. counselor, Dawn, because Amber was considering it with her first baby. So mm-hmm. she met up with them. So she referred them. But then Amber obviously ended up keeping her child so I wonder if Amber went through the same thing now that I'm thinking about it if like Butch said to her like you better keep your kid Mm -hmm. yeah oh there's uh, yeah there's a lot there I feel like there needs to be more talked about with this whole situation I know that they wrote a book um have you read Kate and Tyler's book by any chance no it's one of the teen mom books I haven't read like people don't talk about it so I'm assuming there like isn't any like good job juicy gossip or like you know drama big revealing like crazy secrets in that one no and it's not on audible because I have a bunch of audible credits so I was like I think I'm just gonna get a bunch of teen mom books (laughs) and like listen to them but theirs isn't on Audible, so I'm like, I don't care to, like, <laughs> physically... Like, I like no, physically yes, reading, but, but I don't care enough to physically read their book. It takes you know what I mean? to read, and it's like, I'm not going to expend that energy on Kate and Tyler. Exactly. <laughs> um, so 
then it's a new segment, but we picked like right back up to just Caitlin and her friend leaving the store. So Caitlin says that they got her dress. Um, they're going to meet Tyler to pick out his tux. But shopping with my mom didn't go well because she's been in a bad mood ever since Butch left. Um, so Kate comes out to the car. She literally the first thing she says is "Sorry, mom." And she's like, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever. Get in and shut up. Don't talk to me. No, th- that was, I think that was the friend that said it, no? What? That said what? When, because, a- okay, well, April's like sitting in the car, smoking a cigarette with the windows all the way up. Hot boxing her fucking car with cigarette smoke. It's so fucking disgusting. If there's one thing I hate in life is like people who smoke in their car with the window up. I had a friend whose mom did this to us all the time. (gasps) Like every time she would pick us up, her and her dad would come. They had a minivan and they would pick us up and they would both light a cigarette at the same time. And me and my friend and her cousin, the three of us were really close and we would be sitting in there like, "Eh," like 14 years old coughing. Oh my God, that's horrible. Um, But yeah, so they come out and then, and then April gets out. And I think that's when her, I think the friend says, like, sorry, mom, under her breath. Oh, I thought it was. Because she goes in. Kate. But, yeah, I mean, either way, she's just, like, yelling at them. <laughs> so Yeah, she's like, she's like, yeah, whatever, shut up, don't talk, you don't talk to me either. And so Kate's like, why are you being mean to her? <laughs> I know. Which, yeah, it's like, so it's just like, poor, poor Alexa, because literally she's just, like, caught in the, like, the crossfire. I even remember when this aired live, my friend and I were, like, both, like, almost in tears. We're like, oh, my God, I feel so bad for the friend. I mean, I feel horrible for Kate, but it's just, like, that special kind of awkward that you feel when you're, like, there and your, like, friend is fighting with their parents. But it's like, the parent is fighting back and including you? Damn. Yeah, I would be like, um... It's okay. I'll find a ride from somewhere else. I wouldn't even like have the balls to get into the car. I would be like, I'll take the bus or like something. I know. Too bad Uber wasn't a thing back then. I know. Um. So yeah, April says that they're both ignorant bitches, and Kate's like, "How?" And April's like, "You're being rude." She's like, "How are we being rude?" And she's like, "Well, just don't ask me for anything ever. No opinions. No help. Anything." And she's like, still with the cigarette going. Yeah. And then her friend Alexa, did you notice this? She's smoking a cigarette in the back oh, of the car I as well. That. Well, I guess it's like, okay, well, my Because well. I, noti- I noticed her like lean forward and like she ashed her cigarette. So I was like, that's why, because she can smoke in the freaking car. But... All right, whatever, I guess. <laughs> but Kate's so like disgusting. waving the smoke away from her. I face. know, she's like. Um, so April says that she shouldn't have gone. And Kate's like, well, what did I do wrong? She's like, okay, mom, okay, mom, and tell it like she says, "fuck you," just like horrible. Being a rude bitch is what you are. And so <laughs> Kate's like, "I'm not being, I wasn't being rude." And so April is just like, "Oh, you, you're a little Miss Perfect." Uh, I know, poor Kate. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, Kate's like, "I'm not perfect, and neither are you." I never said I was, bitch. I know, she's like, I never fucking said I was, bitch. And then like Alexa's just in the back, being like. I don't know. I want no part of this. What would you do? Would you say something or would you just if, be quiet if, if you were Alexa? Mo- if my friend's mom was yelling at her like that and called me an ignorant bitch as well, I would be like, mouth shut. I'm not speaking to this woman ever again in my entire life. I am not going over to your house, Kate. I am so sorry. You can come over here. We are not riding with your mom. I will get my mom to drive us. Like, uh-uh. 
Yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd be so scared. I would be terrified. This is like an adult, you know? Like, this is supposed to be someone who's, like, the authority figure in their life. Oh, I can't even imagine. Uh, so, like, April's just, like, cursing as she, like, drops them off at the Tuck's place where they're going to She's go like, be- where is this fucking place? I got things to do. <laughs> and so, She's, like, withdrawing. She's like, I guess so, yeah. I need to go pick up. Must be it. Um... And then, like, Kate, I mean, God bless her. She's, what, like, 17, 18 in this. Like, she's young. Mm -hmm. But it's just, like, I feel so bad because, like, she keeps, like, she keeps pushing at her mom a little bit. And it's, like, so fair, so valid. But, like, saying, like, I love you to your mom right now is, like, not gonna, it's not gonna end well. You know? Like, she's not in a place where she's gonna say I love you and, like, mean it back. You know? I know. Yeah, so she's just, like... Kate says she loves her. April doesn't say anything. Kate's like, I said I love you. And she's like, yeah, I love you too, Caitlin. <laughs> so then she storms over to Tyler's car, just like on the other side of the parking lot. And I was just like, Tyler's, Tyler was an option for a ride this entire time? I know. Like, why did she even have to? I guess it was her mom's idea or whatever. But, yeah, she calls her mom a bitch. She tells him about how dress shopping went and how she was calling that dress ugly. It was really hurting her feelings. Um, And she says, you know, I could have punched her, but I don't. I just bite my tongue. I don't say anything. I know. And Tyler totally gets it, too, because that's his exact life, too, with his dad. So so Kate goes on just to say, like, whenever they fight, it's always coming down to April's opinion not mattering because she's, you know, my opinion didn't even matter when you wanted to have your kid. And Tyler's like, yeah, because it's my kid. And Tyler's sunglasses were insane. Did you notice them? He's got the weirdest sense of style. Do you think Tyler's gay? I think he's bisexual. I stand by it. You think he's bi? I think he's bi. I think there's a way more bi men than people realize and, like, recognize. Because I feel like a lot of bi men just are like, I'm not comfortable with this side of myself, so I'm just going to lean into the side that likes women and not engage with this other side. And I feel like Tyler could be very much that. You're totally right. I feel like it's way more, um, like, accepted or common for women Mm -hmm. to be bi yeah um, I mean I think the same thing is like the same it happens to women too like it happened to me for like however many fucking years until I realized like I was actually bi and it was like I knew that I was doing it but it was also subconscious at the same time like it was a really weird place of denial um and so I I think especially if you're coming from this background of like an unhealthy family dynamic uh, they're like obviously they have like a religious background as well. Like I can really see him like really repressing that part of himself and just like being like I'm not I'm not gonna deal with that. And you know I heard that there were like rumors or whatever of like they broke up at one point for like a little bit and like maybe he was like seeing guys. So maybe that was something where he's like I want to explore this, but he just like did not feel comfortable. Like you know because he probably needs a lot of fucking therapy and stuff. Yeah, I think that's when um, MTV, or when Teen Mom went off the air Mm -hmm. for a little bit, and then when they came back for, I guess it was season five, um, he's like, oh shit, now I gotta pretend to be in love with Caitlyn again and have another baby with her. Yeah. Because I still stand by if the show didn't end up where it is, they would not be together. I think they're only together because they both like being the the only couple that made it, you know, the perfect Mm -hmm. couple, this and that. So I definitely think he's either gay or bi for sure. 
Yeah. There's just something like certain things I'm like, mm, straight men don't act like <laughs> that. Um, Which nothing wrong with it, but like poor Kate, come on. Yeah. I mean, like just if he, you know, if he is bi, like it's okay to be bi and be in a monogamous relationship with a person of the opposite gender. You're still valid, mm-hmm. but like, you know, like talk to your partner about that and be open and honest so that you can be healthy. Like, you know, and have, like, a full, fully realized self sort of thing. hmm But, you know, I'm also not from a small town in Michigan with a crackhead for a dad. <laughs> um, so they go Thank to the God. tech shop. Oh, yes. Oh, sorry. What did you say? Oh, I just said thank God, oh, God. Okay. that you don't have a crackhead for a dad. <laughs> I misheard you. I thought you said hang on. So, um, okay. Tuck shop. They talk about pricing Tyler says he's going to get a black tux instead of a white tux which I think is a great call because I do not think he could pull off a white tux no he does not have that kind of swag even though he thinks he does I know it's he like, definitely doesn't thank god he went with the black tux um Kate tells him that her mom texted her and said that she owes her for gas when this I don't remember this happening so when this happened I was like are you fucking kidding me I was like yelling at my tv like what (laughs) so yeah tyler's like why is she asking you for gas when she's the one who wanted to do this whole mother-daughter prom shopping thing and this is when i realized that it was april's idea and then that's when i was like extra mad Mm -hmm. Um, and caitlin's like oh well it's because i gave her attitude and she's mad um alexa says that she thinks that april is jealous and says that april probably thought kate was going to be depressed after having carly and just to just see like everything that she's gained and that she's actually like living her life and that she isn't a depressed mess pisses her off which i think aka is like- she got on a tv show and made mm-hmm. millions of dollars um but i don't think jealous was the right word i don't, I don't think, think her jealous. friend used the right I, word for that but i think this the act the other sentiment that she expressed is correct because i think it's like her mom wanted to be vindicated by her being mm-hmm. depressed after giving up carly because she wanted to prove like see that wasn't the right choice you should have kept her so I exactly. think, like, the fact that she doesn't get that vindication is, like, why she resents her. Exactly. I agree with that as well. But, yeah, I don't think she's, like, jealous of – I mean, maybe just, like, jealous of the fact that she actually has these opportunities in life now. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Because, for sure, April must have been a teen mom, right? I guess so. I mean – I think April's, like, in her, like, late 30s, early 40s here. I mean, like, I was going to say, it's like, she – she probably was a teen mom, but you can't tell because of the drugs. Yeah, the drugs and drinking and all the cigarettes. Yeah. She looks like she's 100 years Hard old, life literally. Hard her, yes. <laughs> yeah. Her, her sad little bangs that just try so hard to cover up that forehead. Oh my god, I know. the They're generational, too, because now Caitlyn has the exact same hairstyle. No. The one bang with, like, the super long forehead oh, going god. back. Ugh. <laughs> oh. Uh, so in the next scene, Caitlin and Tyler take their little dogs on a walk. Their dogs are super cute. I didn't know they had dogs. They still have a lot of animals. Yeah, she has a horse, right? Yeah, she has a horse. She has, I don't know if she still has the pig or she got rid of it, but she had a pig. Everyone, they have, like, chickens. Didn't Chelsea get a pig, too? Yeah, Chelsea has a pig. Why do people have pigs? I actually have a really good friend that has a pig. Aww. Is it a, like a, a, good a full-grown pig? I've I've never met oh, okay. the pig. <laughs> you can't she speak also, to the pig. 
she also has a hairless cat. Aw. <laughs> like Mr. Bigglesworth from Austin so, Powers. I mean, I love hairless cats. But I just, like, that's so funny. I imagine, like, a little hairless cat running around with a giant pig. I know. And when she got the pig, I remember I asked her, I was like, so awkward question, but, like, do you still eat bacon? <laughs> and she's like, no, I can't because I just feel so weird. But her boyfriend, who she, like, lives with, she said that he eats bacon, like, every morning. He doesn't give a fuck. And she says he tries to, like, feed it to the pig. And she's ask. like, no. Like, yeah, that would be weird. Like, yeah. I like bacon too, but I definitely couldn't eat it if I had a pig yeah. sitting there in front of me. That's so awkward. Um, when I was in middle school, my family had a parrot, and we fed it chicken, and it was just like that's fucked up. We should not give the parrot chicken. <laughs> did it? Did the parrot like the chicken? I, I think it was. I I don't know how much it cared for the chicken or not. It ate it, but <laughs> it was just like my mom was like, "This is so fucked up. <laughs> we should." It not. is a little fucked up. Um, so they take their dogs on a walk. So Tyler asks Caitlin if she's excited. The dog is like spinning around Tyler, like tangling him up in the leash. Tyler's like, whoa. They're like trying to like get their dogs on the walk, but their dogs are walking them. And I just want to give a shout out to both of their outfits because Caitlin is wearing ballet flats. Do you remember ballet flats? I loved ballet flats. Did you? I loved them. in, Jersey, in, like, the Jersey Shore episodes I'm covering right now, Angelina is always wearing ballet flats. They were, like, my go-to, like, in high school before I got into Tom's. Really? I think I might have had a... I probably had a couple pairs. I was, like, a little scene kid. It was, like, the scene kid thing, you know? You'd wear, like, the leggings with the mm-hmm. denim uh, skirt over top mm-hmm. and the ballet flats. The studded belt. And also, Tyler is in head-to-toe rock aware. <laughs> I think it. I think it was like knockoff Rockaway, That's like funny. with the bright orange hoodie, with the orange uh, patches on the jeans. Uh, Tyler's always been into fashion. Yeah. Kate's also rocking a monochromatic look. Mm-hmm. It's very on trend right now. Um. So she basically they have a conversation about the dress shopping, how that went. She verbalizes discomfort over how her body's changed. I think Tyler does really well with this. Like he validates her feelings. And he doesn't try to, like, lie to her and be like, no, no, like, you don't look any different. Like, it's, like, very obvious. Like, you know, you've gone through this change, but he's like, you've had a kid. Like, that's normal. Um, Mm -hmm. So I thought that was, like, really good of him. Uh, So then she goes on to talk about how it was already, like, so uncomfortable for her to be trying on all of these clothes. They didn't fit. She didn't feel good. She was self-conscious. And then to have her mom, like, talk about how ugly she looked in the dress, like, that really hurt her. And it's sad yeah. because she said, like, you know, when you go prom shopping, like, you're supposed to have fun. Like, you're supposed to try on the ugly dress and dresses and laugh and, like, try on really cute dresses. But, like, it didn't work out for her. She, I think her exact words were, like, and mine turned into a horrific nightmare. Yep. And then I wrote, not an understatement. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, literally, that is, like, like, a nightmare. I would, like, have, you know, if my parents talked to me like that, that would be, like, a bad dream. I know. Ugh. I'm surprised that she, I get that her mom is, I guess, different now, sober, whatever. But I'm surprised that she's as close with her mom now as she is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't really know anything about what April is like now. I really, I need to watch some of the more recent episodes just so I can get like a taste of what's happening. But I cannot imagine repairing a relationship like that in anything less than like 20 years. 
I would think that you would need like yeah. a good 10 years just straight away from that person and then like a good five years of therapy of like actively working through it and then you can like approach that person and start like building the relationship back together and then after like another five years once a solid 20 years has passed now you're on good terms again yeah i agree but no they leave their daughters with her all the time god they're like yeah so i don't know okay is she and she's doing okay she's not not using not relapsing as far i mean she claims she's sober but like I mean, there was an episode where her and Kate, like, smoked pot together on camera. Okay. So, I mean, her definition of sober is, like, smoking weed and drinking, like, probably five beers a day, which is better than, like, doing yeah. crack, but it's still not sober. Problematic, so. yes. <laughs> but Yeah. <laughs> all right. I mean, as long as, like, if it's, like, you know, marijuana maintenance or whatever, and it, like, keeps you off a of crack, like, go for it, I guess. Exactly. Um, so she says again that everything with her mom always comes back to giving Carly up and Tyler's like, mm -hmm. yeah, this means your mom hasn't, she, he says your mom hasn't forgiven you yet. Um, and then he's like, well, do you think your relationship would be better if you had, if they, we kept Carly? Um, and she says, no, it probably would have gotten worse. Mm -hmm. And then Tyler's like, oh yeah, it really seems like you getting pregnant ruined your whole relationship. It's like, thanks Tyler. That's helpful. But also, did it, like, or was it always just this horrible? I mean, I think it was always horrible. Because Kate always talks about, even before she got pregnant, how awful her childhood was. Like, her mom always had all these random boyfriends that she would choose over her. Mm -hmm. And they were always, you know, they were never in a stable home. They were always moving around all the time because of the boyfriends. Mm -hmm. um, so, I think... You know, I think it would have been yeah. um, awful either way. I think this was just um, an excuse for April to really, be a like, freaking yeah, bitch. Turn up the the heat. Um, exactly. It sounds like Kale and Kate really had similar childhood things, like with their mom, like dealing with the alcoholism and like the choosing the men over them. So it's interesting now that it's just like I guess April has allegedly gotten clean and is like in her life, whereas Kale is very much just like completely cut ties with her mom. Um, mm -hmm. So that's kind of interesting. And it's like, I mean, I don't know that Kale's life is any more stable than Kate's is because she has, like, all that shit going down with, like, her relationships and everything. So mm -hmm. it's just, like, I wonder how that affected her or versus Kate, you know. Just one of those things. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I think Kale is just, uh, she, even in, like, the very early seasons of Teen Mom too. you know, she relied on that company that helped her pay her rent mm -hmm. and she always relied on people but now that she has all this money and stuff I think she's just kind of like fuck everybody I don't need anything from anybody yeah. and I'm just gonna do me and she like doesn't want anyone around her to help her she just wants to build her own kind of thing with her boys mm -hmm. she's she's very like stubborn and like in her ways when Kate is like I think Kate's just such a softie and she just like wants all the family around mm -hmm. her and she'll forgive and yeah whatever you know it's yeah it's just like it's so interesting too just seeing like those two different personalities and how you know they both came from these similar backgrounds but like their personalities and their reactions to you know their circumstances have been so different yeah exactly 
All right, so we get our last little scene here of Kate and Tyler getting ready for prom. So Kate says she's super excited because she and prom or she and Tyler were nominated for prom king and queen. I wonder if like they were they like actually because of you know like their school like they liked them or was it because they were on MTV? <laughs> oh, do I wrote it down? Do you want me to tell you? Oh yes, because I actually know this. They didn't. I don't know if they were actually nominated or not, but they didn't actually win. Okay, I didn't think so because it that was fake for the show. Like fake. It sounded like a fake announcement, so I was wondering. And yeah, we'll get to it, but it's it's very okay, fake. Okay, good. It's very fake. <laughs> so. Kate walks out into the living room. She's got like her hair and makeup done. She's got her purple dress on, and she does Amber look Tyler's sister was curling her hair. Oh, that's who she was. Yeah. Okay. Do you know, do you know about her? I know of her. I know that there's like there was some issues with her and like one of her kids like a few years ago. I think like some drama with that. She was renting one of Caitlin and Tyler's houses because they own a bunch of like rental properties and stuff in Michigan. And they, like, went to it, and she completely destroyed the house. She, like, you would just have to see. It's just completely destroyed. Are there, like, pictures? Um, Yeah, there was an episode where Caitlin and Tyler, like, went to her house. She had, like, a vacuum in the fire pit outside. Like, it was was insane. And she didn't pay the... um, the electricity or anything so it all got cut off so she was like there with candles and her boyfriend was living there with a tracking bracelet on it was like this whole insane situation she's a whole mess she's a whole mess but there's like so much history with her like so much things like tyler bought her a boob job with his mtv money Uh, which is like random what (laughs) what yeah don't do that sir your yeah yeah there's like there's so much stuff with her there's a whole but lot um in that family wow. I, I follow her on tiktok <laughs> <laughs> she like makes all these like tiktok videos like janelle you know like mm-hmm. dancing and doing like the transitions and stuff so she's really funny and entertaining for me That's hilarious. <laughs> uh so yeah kate comes out all made up courtesy of amber um says that uh, Tyler's like oh you're looking snazzy <laughs> which is like okay that's that's cute I guess like so snazzy <laughs> um, he's so lame <laughs> April's like sitting there next to him just like looking pissed off I'm surprised they even invited her mm-hmm. I mean like why why would you want her to even like see you after she tr- treated you like that? I would be like, "Fuck you, mom! You're not seeing me in my prom dress." Yeah, it's like that thing where, it's like, you know, after they got into that huge fight, Kate was like, "Okay, love you, mom." It's just like she keeps pushing and trying to have this relationship, but like, why? It's it's not working, girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Kate says in her voiceover that she's glad that her mom did show up to take pictures, so like she wants her there. And so then Tyler's like, "Isn't that a pretty dress?" Like, saying that to April, which I, like, love. Like, kind of, like, him sticking up for Kate. Yeah. He's like, oh, you look pretty. And April's, like, not even saying anything. Mm -hmm. She's just, like, sitting there. Yeah. So I really like that Tyler was like, doesn't she look pretty? Like, be kind to your daughter, please. Yeah. Um, And then, like, they go outside. And uh, Tyler's mom says that Kate looks really pretty. Did you see her fall down the stairs? Yeah. (laughs) That was so funny. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, she did like a one of those tumbles yeah. where you like catch yourself yeah. really she, quick. Like, missed a step. 
Oh my god, um, it's so embarrassing. And then they like take the pictures, and MTV does her dirty by doing those little two like you know like still stills like it's screenshots of like when she's pulling up her dress by the boob cup. Yeah, <laughs> like you couldn't have chosen another moment while her hand was by her side. I know, eh? Uh, MTV loves doing that, though, especially on this show. They will be shady, won't they? Uh, like, showing her falling down the stairs. They didn't need to keep that in. Oh, I know. <laughs> uh, so they go to the prom. We get some poorly lit footage of teens dancing, you know, taking you back to those prom days. Do they have proms in Canada? We do, okay. but they're not. they're not, like, a big deal like they are in the states but um i didn't go to any prom so i don't know i went to two i went to my junior and senior prom and it looked basically like that i was i was watching it with my husband and he was my prom date my senior year and it was so funny because we were talking about that i'm like prom is so weird because they get dressed up in formal clothes to go grind on a dance floor like why is this a thing I know. In movies and stuff, they make it seem so glamorous. Yeah. It's just, like, it's just a party. It's just a school-sanctioned party where you can't have, like, drugs or alcohol. Yeah. Um, so we get that fake scene of Kate and Tyler winning prom queen and queen. Okay. You totally noticed that was edited in, right? So I, This year's king and queen is Tyler and Caitlyn. Okay, yes, exactly. I noticed that the announcement seemed fake as hell. And then it's like they go and they get these like plastic crowns, like, you know, passed to them. And it, I think it was like Morgan, the creator of <laughs> Teen Mom. I think it was him that oh just like God. did a little voiceover. I'm, yeah, I'm sure of it. And so then like he, they go outside and Tyler calls his mom. <laughs> okay, well the fake the fake crowns on that scene where they're putting them on each other's head. First of all, they're not even on a stage or anything. <laughs> they're on the dance floor. Yes. Caitlin admitted Caitlin admitted somewhere that this was fake. This is how I know it. I remember watching an interview or reading something with her where she explained this and she said that MTV like no one at their school actually cared about them but MTV wanted to like give them the narrative that like everybody thought they were these like great people whatever but it's funny re-watching this I even noticed in the background you can see the real prom king's ah! crown on his head like oh dancing in the background I'm like really they couldn't even like get them I to move to over a little bit <laughs> so funny yeah because i was like i was watching this and i was like you know no shade to caitlin and tyler but i can tell they're losers like yeah they were not the most popular kids in their high school like yeah of course they didn't win prom king and queen yeah (laughs) um so yeah we get the that's the end we get their little ending montage and so that's where we see amber just like dancing in a club by herself Wait, wait, well, what you said when Tyler calls Kim. Oh, yeah, she, well, he tells her that they won prom king and queen. And then she goes, oh, what did she say to him? She's like, shut up, because she knew that it was fake, fake. for the show. He's like, he's like, he's like, you're funny, mom. <laughs> they, like, knew. Now I need to go back and watch that with that knowledge. So I was like, Kim cheers for them. And it's like, oh, no, Kim doesn't give a fuck. She knows it's fake. <laughs> so, yeah, Tyler's like, yeah, I'm having fun. And then he and Kate kiss and. That's the end. Yay, they went to prom. She at least looked nice, even if it wasn't in her red dress. I know. I feel bad for her. All right. So we're going to talk about where are they now, and we're going to start with Farah so that we can talk about death. Yay. So I'm just going to, like, run through Farah's like, 
resume basically and we can like talk shit on you know what she's actually up to i kind of figured that's what we'd do for them Mm -hmm. so in 2011 she began attending the art institute of fort lauderdale she got her associates there in culinary arts and management and she launched the mom and me pasta sauce line which obviously Mm -hmm. is a huge success um (laughs) she released her debut studio album which i did not know this was a thing and her memoir which were both titled my teenage dream ended that was in 2012 first teen mom book i ever read (laughs) how was it in fact i actually really liked it i read it in like two like a day okay a day or two i was thinking about like looking into that one because i was like i kind of want like the the background or like what went on with her and Derek. she she tells a few good stories about Derek and the fucked up shit that happened with um michael yeah and Derek. wasn't like michael like in a court case against Derek when he died yeah so oh, it's been so long because i read it like when it first came out but i think that michael caught them having sex in the house and then michael tried to like stab Derek or something he like chased him around Jesus with something Christ. i don't know but now this is a conspiracy theory that I heard. I didn't come up with it. That Michael ran Derek and his friend off the road that night, and that's why Derek died. What? That? That's the car accident? I mean, because that's, that's how Derek died, right? Yeah. In a car accident. So I don't know the exact details of the car accident. I just know that I think Derek's friend was the one that was driving, and Derek was in the passenger. Mm-hmm. I think. I'm not sure. But yeah, new conspiracy theory is that Michael ran them off the road. That's wild. Well, I will immediately imagine he did. I'm immediately subscribing to that conspiracy theory because it makes things so much more interesting. Imagine, fuck, how dark would that be? I mean, her life is already like as dark as it is. Like that's just another like you know, another notch on the belt. Ugh. Um. So in 2013, she released a porn slash celebrity sex tape as she calls it um with james dean via vivid entertainment you know whenever Mm -hmm. you see a shitty porn being heavily marketed you know vivid is behind it so Mm -hmm. that i believe was called backdoor teen mom Mm -hmm. i think i've actually seen it because i was really curious i'm pretty sure she's on a sex swing at one point there is i love how she tried to claim it was a leaked sex tape when there's like multiple lighting camera angles scene changes she's like in a limo at one point like fisting yeah. herself she says that she made it be like she made a sex tape because she wanted to like show off her awesome body yeah she wanted to like remember it so you hire the most famous male porn star at the time mm-hmm. And then she, like, went on to claim that, like, they were in a relationship and he was, like, abusive and he assaulted her, which is problematic because James Dean actually is, like, a sexual predator. So mm-hmm. we don't need, like, a false allegation from Farah mucking shit up. So it's, like, a whole hot mess. Liz and Troy did an episode about mm-hmm. that whole – did you listen yes, to that? Yes, I've, 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 I'm yeah. a Dunzo completionist. <laughs> So, I <laughs> me too. Always, I love always, him. I was uh, actually I was recommending to my friends that they listen to his episodes on Marilyn Manson and Evan Rachel Wood, and uh, I have to one? go back and listen to those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, of the whole thing that's happening now. Yeah, because I mean, and he was like, talking ugh. about how like they were in it. Like Marilyn Manson is an abuser. Like he was already talking about that like two or three years ago when he put that episode out. 
Mm-hmm. My favorite thing uh, Troy ever said on his one podcast, he like was briefly talking about Ariana Grande and P. Davidson, and he's like, I would let P. Davidson ruin my credit score. I would let P. Davidson fuck up my whole life. I'm like, so would I. It's okay. So would I. Oh my God. Um, but yeah, in their episode about Farah and James, I believe um, they were saying something about how they don't they don't deny that James actually did do those things to Farah, but they think that Farah only kind of came out and said it because all these other women that worked mm-hmm. with him were saying it at the same time. And that's kind of how I think, too. I think that Farah kind of jumps on the bandwagon slash over-exaggerates things mm-hmm. because of other people, you know? Yeah, that's, I mean, I can definitely see that. I just, I could also see her just straight up lying about it because, like, she wants to be part of that Is Because she's insane. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, it's just like Sarah, Farrah's like whole, you know, adding to the conversation is not helping anyone. Yeah. Um, so then she appeared on Couples Therapy in 2014. So this man named Brian Daw claimed that he was hired by Farrah to appear as her boyfriend, but I guess he like quit that job. So she became the only cast member in the history of the series to appear without a partner. Mm-hmm. So did you watch that season? I did do you remember anything wait john goss john gosling was on that season as well right no oh it was so long ago because caitlin and tyler also did the same show Mm -hmm. not in the same season but they did the same show and i definitely watched their whole season and then i remember at the reunion they had like a reunion for the show and farah was on stage with caitlin and tyler and they like got into a fight because farah said to them like Oh, because that's when uh, Kate was pregnant with Nova. Mm-hmm. And um, Farrah was like, oh, these these things you're doing on the show, you guys said that you were going to go to school and get all these degrees and do things with your life, and that's why you gave your daughter up, but now you decided to have a kid and not do that. And then Kate was like, well, at least I didn't sell my vagina. And I'm like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Good comeback, Kate. Oh, Kate. Problematic. Um, By the way, I, I don't hate on Farah for having the sex tape. Like, I'm actually like all the power to you. Like, go for it. But at but the thing that bothers me about her doing the tape is that she doesn't own it. Mm-hmm. She never, you know. Yeah. And then and then when people call her like a trashy celebrity or stuff, she's like, yeah, it's because I'm associated with this show. And it's like, no, it's because of the tape. Like, yeah, it's so weird because she has like you know she put out the tape and then she like went into this weird world of sex work where she was doing strip club appearances and like selling like sex toys molded after her vagina and things like that and it's like i saw one at the sex store the one day when i was in there it was like farah abraham it was like a mold of her like tits and then her whole body to her vagina it was like seven hundred dollars i was like who would pay that for farah Um, yeah, so it's just, like, she went into this world, but also she has this weird, like, stigma against it, where, like, even Mm -hmm. while she was doing it, she, like, I think was, like, compartmentalizing and, like, dissociating from it, like, as it was happening. I feel like that's probably what broke her brain. Yeah, for sure. That makes sense. So, like, whereas if she, like, didn't have all of this, like, weird internalized, like, shame and stigma and, like, mental illness, like, doing what it was doing, and she just, like, leaned into being, like, a sex worker and just, like went with it and had fun with it like 
there are tons of like happy successful like sex workers that are like you know kind of like influencer sex workers like she could very much have been that exactly I think that she yeah was kind of forced to do it and like the sex uh, like the strip club appearances and stuff like that and then she 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 didn't like it it wasn't yeah and it's like okay then if that life isn't for you then like don't do it like don't keep forcing yourself to do this thing because like it's gonna break your brain like it did Farah. yeah exactly um so she was on celebrity big brother uk in 2015 uh there was a being fair special on mtv which they said that was like kind of the thing that got teen mom og revived was her hers was like the first being special that they had um and then she was fired from teen mom in 2017 supposedly because of her choice to return to the adult entertainment industry but i think also just because she's like a monster to work with i think it was because she was doing a because she she was doing like a live cam soda Mm -hmm. show and she was promoting herself as like teen mom and i think they had asked her not to use teen mom in the promotion or whatever and then she took it as i'm not allowed to do sex work you're discriminating against me for doing sex work this and that and then they just kind of said fuck you like you're not worth our time Because you're an awful person. <laughs> um, she did Marriage Boot Camp Reality Stars Family Edition in 2017. Which Amanda and her co-host Jody are covering Ooh. on their Patreon this season. So I'm really excited for that. Um, she did X on the Beach in 2018 and 2019. Watched that whole season. <laughs> it's so good. Um, she has like she had a furniture store and like a clothing store I think like a children's clothing store furnished by Farah and then um, the clothing store was Sophia Laurent and then she had a yogurt shop right yeah yeah all kinds of random like business ventures that was heavily featured on the show and then there was an episode where she like fired her manager <laughs> and it was just you have to watch her just just picture Farah being your boss I can't um and then like we said she's almost certainly an escort Mm -hmm. uh okay what's deb's up to deb's is taking a page from her daughter as of today deb's announced that she has started an only fans (laughs) i mean you know good for you deb but like what a journey she has had like we talk about Farah's journey but like what the fuck is up with deb yeah who went from this, ever like, since she got that liquid facelift she just <laughs> liquefied her damn brain yep she was like this weird religious woman who was like well i hope that you go to heaven like to like Farah's boyfriend or whatever i would like for you i would like for you to come to heaven with us <laughs> And just be like, you can't have an abortion because, you know, we're a religious family. So she forced Farrah to have a child. And mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know, like, what the deal was when Farrah started doing her sex work, how Deb treated her. Like, was she, like, super stigmatizing to- towards her? Was she, like, accepting of it? Like, I don't know, like, what that whole journey has looked like either. I think that, well, Michael, like, the paparazzi pictures of them doing their, um, like going in and out of the office at Vivid and stuff. Mm-hmm. Michael was in a lot of them. So Michael was in the business meetings with them. Ah, that's so fucking gross. Uh, 
And then on like the first Teen Mom reunion back when they were bringing up the sex tape and stuff because Macy was like shaming her for it and it was like this whole thing. Um, but in the first Teen Mom reunion back, Deb was like, you know, I think that this is important that we show this because there's so many young moms that do sex work because it's what they have to do. You know, lots of young moms are like strippers mm-hmm. and do other things, which I agree yeah. with. But I think I think that I think that Deb was only like that because Farah had the money mm-hmm. and the power at that point. So yeah, now, I think now that's the like, only reason. It's so weird how like the dynamic has like shifted now that Farah does like have the money. Mm-hmm. I think that's just what it's all about. Farah has the money, therefore she has the power. Mm-hmm. She supports her parents, so they lick her ass and do whatever she wants them to do. So, so fucked up. Um, so Macy is next. Macy Bookout, I guess, was her maiden name. Now she's Macy McKinney. So she attended Chattanooga State Community College, and she got her AA in spring 2015. In 2016, she released her book, her first book, I guess, which was called Bulletproof, because there was a follow-up in 2017, which was, I wasn't born bulletproof, lessons I've learned, so you don't have to. Mm-hmm. Have you read either of those? I, well, as I was saying, I had a bunch of Audible mm-hmm. credits, so one of the books I got was Bulletproof, the first one, because she actually narrates it okay. herself. And um, it was really boring, so I stopped, <laughs> like, after, like, the third chapter. I'm like, this is just so boring and, like, tedious. Yeah. She doesn't have a juicy life. Yeah, like, so she it's, like... didn't really face any adversity. Like, wasn't she just, like, popular? Like, you know, she she had, like, a good family, and she just happened to, like, get pregnant as a teenager. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Like, she just talks about how Ryan was the one that was obsessed with her, and she didn't like him at first. Like, she just wrote a book so that she could, like, make it clear, you know? <laughs> I just, like, set the record straight about a few things. Yeah. <laughs> um, she went on Naked and Afraid in 2018, and she quit on day two, which is hilarious. Did she? I know she did that show because in OG they did a full storyline mm-hmm. about it. And she was going off. She's like, I'll be so good at this show. I watch it all the time. And I knew that she left, but I didn't realize it was, it was day, two. day two. I still have to find that episode of that. Yeah, I need to see if I can find it because that's definitely interesting. I want to see her see how, like, I mean, I guess, like, the her partner just, like, continued to, like, do it because how else are you going to have an hour-long episode if your person quits on the second day? yeah um so she has a clothing brand with her husband ttm things that matter they all have fucking clothing brands um Mm -hmm. and she met her now husband taylor mckinney in 2012 they had their first child together in may 2015 i think that's jade right Mm -hmm. um he proposed on in january 2016 while they were filming an episode of teen mom so i'm assuming that that was like aired yeah, he proposed, like, while they were in L.A. or mm-hmm. something for the reunion. They, like, pretended to do a photo shoot, okay. and then he did Very it. Very cute. Um, then their third child is Maverick, right? Okay, yes. so yes. she gave birth to Maverick in May 2016. They got married in October 2016. That's basically what she's been up to, just living her life, being a mom, having issues with Ryan, being an addict. Mm-hmm. Um, Caitlin and Tyler not too much there they also have a they had a clothing line too right they had a children's clothing line and it failed miserably um they were on season three of couples therapy and their book was Mm -hmm. called conquering chaos released released in march 2015 
Uh, they apparently had a show called Reunited, which was helping people who had been adopted reunite with their birth family, which was canceled after one airing. Mm-hmm. That's wild to me. Like, how is a show so bad that, like, you air it one time and you're like, never again, pull it. I totally forgot that that show happened. I, and it's wild because I remember seeing the trailer for it, but I never actually watched it. But now I know why I never watched it. So <laughs> didn't have the opportunity, yeah. Um, so then they, she gave birth to their daughter, Nova Lee, on January 1st, 2015. Um, they were married in August 2015, and then they had their most recent daughter, Veda Luma, on February 2019. It's crazy, like, because I remember, like, when that happened, because I was, like, you know, listening to the podcast, and I was on the Teen Mom Reddit at that point. It's just, like, that's two years, two years already. I know. And, allegedly, she's pregnant again. Oh. I read a blind item that she, well, she was pregnant again. She had a miscarriage, mm-hmm. and they, um, that's going to be aired on this season. Um, but apparently she's pregnant again now, and she's having her gender reveal on the 19th. Okay. So this is a blind item that I read, so. We'll see if it happens. Maybe, we'll see if it's true. If it is, you guys heard it here first. <laughs> um, oh, what was I going to ask? I had a question about that, but I forgot. Oh, didn't she have a miscarriage before Veda, too? Yeah, okay. she had a miscarriage before Veda okay, as well. That's what I yeah. thought. Because I was like, I remember that she had that, and I thought they had already had a miscarriage storyline on one of her seasons. So that's what that is. Well, yeah, they did, and that's like one of the reasons why she went to treatment as well because yeah. she she really couldn't handle it. So. All right, so then we have Amber last. Uh, I just need to read her Wikipedia opening line. Amber Leanne Portlet. Amber Leanne Portwood is an American reality television personality and convicted criminal. <laughs> That's literally what it says. It's accurate, it's not wrong. though. Um, mm-hmm. So that's like all of her life. Like, I, but she has no resume. Her resume is her rap sheet. Uh, so there was an episode that aired in 2010. Was it in this season? Is it season two? Um, where she hits yeah. scary first oh, so it's season. actually the first season well the first time she hits him on camera is the first season okay because there's like one where she like pushes him down the stairs and that's like the big one that like triggers everything happening right yeah i think okay. so um so <laughs> that happened uh she pled guilty in 2011 and she received a suspended sentence and probation and then she violated her probation uh so she was arrested in december 2011 i think she like failed like three drug tests or like refused to take like a drug test three times um so they gave her three chances before she like failed her probation and then she was given a five-year suspended sentence again oh no this is when she uh no sorry this is when she failed her drug test three times so then she had to serve her five-year sentence starting in June 2012, but she was released after one year for good behavior. And that, my friends, is called white female privilege. Yep. So she actually chose to go to prison, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I remember listening to Liz talk about this, where she basically had the option of either um, going through like the drug rehab program that's very strict, and if you do get caught, you know, refuse to take a drug test or you know come up with a positive result then like you go to jail for a very long time very serious Mm -hmm. or you can just go to like jail for the sentence and not have that like hanging over your head so she didn't think that she'd be able to pass her drug tests so she went to jail yeah 
and that's like her whole thing and now she like uses it as like well i did this for my daughter like somehow she's like making it about i'm a damn good mom i went to jail for my daughter you didn't go to jail for your daughter you went to jail because you hit your daughter's father yeah ugh um, so then she met Matt Bayer on Twitter in 2014, and that's a whole thing. <laughs> yep, my boy Matt. <laughs> Your boy. He's a lot of he's a lot of people's boy, apparently. Yep. Um, so what I thought was really interesting was like learning that apparently he had tried to reach out to who was it? it was like Janelle and like Janelle and Farah. And Farah on. And there's a there's actually an episode on the show where Farah calls Amber and is like he reached out to me first all my fa- I didn't even realize because he sent me uh you know he just added me or mm-hmm. whatever on Twitter and all my fans were sending me this and I just want to let you know and it's like on the show and Amber is like oh that's okay da, 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 da. yeah so they broke up in the summer of 2017 and then she went on to go do marriage boot camp and that's where she met Andrew on the set of Marriage Boot Camp because he was, like, a sound guy or lighting guy. He was, like, a boom mic <laughs> operator, I think. Um, so um, my favorite part about all of this is the fact that, like, okay, so they met, it was, like, sometime in, like, 2017. They had their son in twenty eight May 2018. So, like, people were mm-hmm. working back and doing the math, and they were, like, she got pregnant while they were on set. Like, she got pregnant while they were, like, on set of Marriage Boot Camp. Did she really? That's what, that's what, like, Reddit was saying back when it, like, first, like, was announced that she was pregnant. Like, people were, like, counting back the months or whatever. Um, but, like, wasn't it, you know, because he lived in California and, like, he, like, went and visited her and then, like, you know, stayed there forever. But I don't think he was there, like, immediately after she left. It was this, yeah, it was the same thing with Matt. She bought him a one-way ticket and he just stayed. Yeah, but... Yeah, so I think that's how it, like, worked out. It's like, she definitely got pregnant very, like, soon into their relationship. Like, very, immediately. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So they had their first son, James, in May 2018. Probably going to be their last son. I don't know why I said it first like that. Because she was arrested for domestic violence in July of 2019. And now she's dealing with that. Mm-hmm. And so I saw that there's, like, some recent news, some recent drama about her and Gary. Like, she just, like, posted a rant, like, two yes. days ago. What's the tea? So on the season premiere of OG this season, um, last week's episode, there was a scene of Gary and Christina. Uh, Christina is Gary's mm-hmm. wife. Um, there's a scene of them just talking, and they're saying how Gary does everything for Amber. He brings her groceries. He fixes her car. And he was making a joke like, you know, these are all the things that someone would do for their lady, so I get all of it except for the good benefits of it. And then Christine is like, yeah, Amber's kind of like our teenage daughter now. And that set off Amber. Oh boy. So she went on a rant saying that she loaned them all this money, and she's like, does your teenage daughter loan you money? And then she said that she let Christina clean her house for $500 because Christina needed a job. And... um she was just saying like all the stuff she does for them and then she was saying that Gary has been like trying to have sex with her recently and um yeah she's just like spilling all this tea and trying to make it messy and then Gary's like oh I would put up with Amber a million times because I love Leah and it's all about Leah and Amber or Gary's like trying not to engage and Amber's like (laughs) spilling more and more stuff 
So that's where it is okay. so far. So I'm ex- I'm excited oh, yeah. to watch it progress. Okay, yes, keep me updated because you know I'm not watching the season currently. So I need to know. Okay, okay. All right. So Teen Mom OG, does it hold up? Is it worth a rewatch? What do you think? I think it's worth the rewatch. Right now I'm rewatching when the show comes back on the air after being mm-hmm. off. So like season five. I would say go from there because – it's when the fourth wall first first gets broken. Um, Matt is in the show. Um, you know, at first they didn't invite Farah back. They decided to do it without her because of the mm-hmm. sex tape thing. They thought it would be too controversial. So there's an episode of them telling all the girls that they decided to bring Farah back, and we get to see all of their reactions, and it's so genuine. All right. So I, really, I would say go from I there. See if I can find that somewhere, maybe. I think my friend got cbs all well access. i know i was just gonna say cbs all access is what i live in canada so i use a different streaming platform obviously but uh that's what everyone's using i guess okay. yeah i'm gonna see because i think she like literally just got cbs like two days ago and she's like oh if you ever need anything let me know and i'm like bitch i needed that last week <laughs> yeah use user login right. well that wraps it up for the show so tell the people where they can find you so I have a podcast called Did I Make That Up? That's everywhere podcasts are found. And I have another podcast with my friend Sarah called Coast to Coast Cocktails. And that is also everywhere podcasts are found. So come listen yeah. to me. Yeah. Do you want to follow <laughs> socials or anything? Um, sure. You can follow me on my podcast Instagram, which is D-I-M-T-U underscore podcast. And then from there my personal podcast and everything or my personal instagram is on there so yeah awesome and you can follow this show on facebook at snapback to reality podcast on instagram at snapback to reality pod my email is snapbackpodcast at gmail.com my personal insta is at riley said so thank you guys so much for listening justine thank you so much for being a guest this is so much fun thank you so much for having me yeah and have a great day everyone bye bye